Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Cinematic Universe, the podcast that's going to do some cuppies. We're we're doing the cuppies, guys. It's... It's, it's mid-January, we're a little bit late, uh, <laughs> but we need to get around to our, our sixth annual cuppies um, and really cast our eye over the ignominious list of movies and TV shows that this podcast covered in the past year. It's not been a banner year, has it? No, but I think, um, I, I, I think going through the cuppies nominations, uh, we're going to have some fun anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me to to decide the winners of the copies are... James Hunt. And Reese Williamson, hello. So, last year we did things slightly differently. We kind of like, uh, it was our fifth ever copies. We did like a Champion of Champions edition. Maybe we'll do it again in five years' time and have the Champion of Champion of Champions. Um, but for now, we are just we are just looking at the stuff that we covered in the last year. So... Uh, we are casting our net over all of the stuff that was covered on the main podcast feed. Uh, casting our net over, yeah. No, <laughs> Throwing the... the net across the content. <laughs> uh, also, the stuff that we covered on Patreon as well, the uh, TV shows. So, the stuff that is eligible for awards this year is uh, new movies, Spider-Man No Way Home, Eternals, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, the Suicide Squad, Black Widow, The Snyder Cut, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, all of those films, I think Wonder Woman came out just before Christmas, but all of those films knew in 2021, which is wild. Uh, we also covered Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, The Old Guard, Catwoman, Elektra, 300, Batman 66, Wanted, Kick-Ass 2, The New Mutants, and Blade Trinity. And what then, a crop. Well, yes. I, although I, was, I wasn't on the New Mutants or um, Blade Trinity episodes, I should say that up front. So they will not be in any of my lists. Uh, that's a lot of not. That's going to be a lot of nominations that are. We also Ryan Reynolds, a supporting actor. We also recorded our Blade Trinity episode like a, a couple of months before the end of 2020, and it just got it kind of got I'm held sure. and released late. <laughs> We might have even made it eligible for awards last year, but again, I don't. <laughs> so oh, God. If we did, it probably won't have been too relevant. Um, mm. And the TV shows that we are that are eligible are Hawkeye, What If, One Division, Falcon the Wind Soldier, Loki, and then hey, remember it, Jupiter's Legacy and Invincible, which we covered it over on the old Patreons. And I didn't do those either. Those other two either. So again, no Jupiter's Legacy or Invincible nominations oh, no. for me. Which again could be that's a wealth of nominations there. Yeah, a wealth. Yeah. Um, so, uh, listeners, to give you a peek behind the curtain, what we have done is each of us have uh, nominated uh, three uh, three contenders in each category this year. 
because uh, we thought it's midway through January. There the, the probably aren't enough good films in it to justify five nominations for everything. So I've tried, yeah. to, tried to narrow it down to three for every category. We will argue them out between us and, uh, and yeah, decide on a champion for each category. And as we always do, we kick things off with one of the best supporting categories. And I think this year, because we have three unanimous nominees, uh, not uh, uh, no, unanimous is the wrong word, three clear nominees who all received two votes each, uh, we'll start with best supporting actor. Um, so best supporting actor, just missing out were James, I'm sorry, Don Cheadle, did not make it in for you. No, oh, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it worked for the Emmys, it's but not crazy. for us. Emmy, Emmy nominated. <laughs> uh, Matthias Schoenartz <laughs> did not make it in for me from the old guard. Um, and I also, I was split on whether to have Paul Bettany in supporting actor or lead actor, um, but... Uh, spoiler, he doesn't end up in this category. Let's see if he ends up in the other one. Uh, so our nominees are Barry Keegan for Eternals. Hell yeah. Andrew Garfield for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, <laughs> Had to think there. Had to think for a minute there, didn't you? Also, spoilers if you haven't seen No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> and David Harbour for Black Widow. Um, Ooh, so all of my, so my three are the three. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah. Know? Uh, yes, yes. So, uh, so <laughs> Jay- start for our Reese pants. Hello, one nil, one nil yeah. for me to the group. Okay, I'm, and I'm going to keep score of that as well. If I, I'm going to try and win the, the game of that. And I so can. James crossed over with you on Garfield and Harbour, and I cast I I uh, crossed over on Barry Keegan. So, who wants to start by making a case for one of these three? Uh, I'll go. I'll go Keegan. I'll go hard on Keys. Um. I mean, Eternals is going to pop up a few more times in my list. I'll give you that as a little spoiler. Um, I just thought he was he was such a... I mean, breakout is not the right word because people seem to hate that movie and so nobody <laughs> broke out of shit. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, me, have you noticed he, that since... I, I don't know if I'm the only one. Since it popped up on Disney+, Plus, people have been messaging me fairly consistently going, the fuck is that? That was one of my least favourite MCU <laughs> movies. And I'm, I'm not, and the yeah the the kind of reassessment of Eternals, I do not think has happened on Disney Plus. No, I, no. I, I still quite like it. Um, I don't think I don't think it fully works, but there are things about it I like. And yeah, Reese uh, Druig is one of them. Druig. Oh man, Druig. I couldn't even remember his name as you were talking about you him. Can't just now, remember any I'm, of the names, James. I'm sure. <laughs> you remember Cersei and Icarus, and that's it. Yep. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna necessarily. I don't even think there's there's barely a character there. There's no arc. He doesn't really do anything particularly cool. He's a minor part of the story. Uh, but for me, just his energy. <laughs> yeah. Because I'd you know we'd seen him in stuff before. Barry Barry King Barry King the old King's man. Um, but just his energy in that film is sort of his sort of brooding. Again, I I said on that on that pod record that he was like he sort of had the Batman energy of the group. Um, and and just that kind of brooding. That coolness for such a little guy who's got a weird face and wore this leather jacket that didn't really fit him. He just had, he sort of had a cockiness that had to come from somewhere like, had to come from like a magic spell because it was, you know, he had a kind of a, his power was fine. But just every time he was on screen, I just couldn't take my eyes off him. Yeah. Can, um, I, can I speak against this for a moment? No, you cannot. Because my, my feeling, right, is that all of what you have said is true, uh-huh. but none of it serves the character as written. Because I'm not the only person who spent that whole film going, well, this guy's obviously going to turn out to be bad. 
And he wasn't. He was just like no. He was a- angry. That angry? was what, that's that's what, that's what, what was good about him. Yeah, he yeah. was like the dangerous outsider of the group. Yes. Yeah, but I, he wasn't though. His performance was as a dangerous outsider, but the the script as it was written, he was. was he, went, he went off and formed a weird kind of like s- s- cult slave army. Yeah, yeah, but like no, no one, no one was worried about Barry, that. Barry, Everyone Barry, was just like, James, sure, Barry we Keegan can do did, that. Barry want. Keegan didn't do that. The script decided he would do that. <laughs> yeah, this is my point. His <laughs> his performance doesn't match the part in the script because the part in the script is of. Someone who is admittedly a loner, but also ultimately a good guy. No, I think his character in the script, his character on the page is not an awful lot. And, I, and like, you know, we talked on the main episode that the uh, the the spark with Lauren Ridloff's character, Makari, uh, I'm not looking at that on the page, um, <laughs> but the spark between those two characters was something that Chloe Zhao kind of spotted on set and went, oh, let's mm. run with this. I, I, I get the impression, like, because... The the Eternals cast is is really good. There are there are lots of good actors in that cast, and like I look at someone like Brian Tyree Henry, who I think is you know an incredibly talented actor. Yeah, you know, I, I would have nominated him for an Oscar for uh, if Bill Street could talk a few years ago. Mm. Um, and I kind of think he doesn't really make an impact on Eternals. And that's, yep. you know, not that, 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 you know, the character isn't much on the page, that, that, that he doesn't, he doesn't really rise above it. Whereas I just think, yeah, Barry Keegan's got this um, crazy energy in this movie. Um, yeah, you look at, you look at the whole, co- I mean, you know, you would have thought, okay, well, Kamel, Kamel will pop, Tyree Henry will, Tyree Henry will pop. Oh, Angelina Jolie, she'll be doing something. It's a, like, Keegan would be like your 10th kind of, this guy will pop in this movie. And he's the most poppiest of the poppers. And that's impressive. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not going to argue for someone here. I'm going to argue against someone here. Um, oh my goodness! You leave you Andrew leave. Garfield alone. Andrew Garfield is lovely in No Way Home, but mm-hmm. if you want that vibe from him, you can watch literally any interview he's given on the um, on the awards circuit this year. He's just. <laughs> He's just a nice guy appreciating where he is in his career right now. There's nothing to that performance that's particularly interesting other than it's just like, isn't Andrew Garfield a really sweet dude? <laughs> oh, that, that, I, I th- that energy I he... elevates the movie, though. He, like, regardless of whether it's deliberate or interesting, yeah, his I presence think... improves that movie undeniably. Joe, I... I... I kind of think he wins this category, even though I just went to bat for Keats. I think that Keegan and Harbour, you'd put I would put in the same bucket as sort of really fun poppy performances, but the story doesn't really give them anything to do. And actually, Garfield has that as well, but he has a bit more, you know, well, I think a lot more to to do at the end of that movie. Um, so I, of the three, and then we are picking one of these three. I, uh, yeah, I kind of. This think is this is not winner. a this is not a how much have they got to do award. I, I Andrew Garfield decided that after playing Peter Parker in two <laughs> movies, he was going to play Andrew Garfield in one. And now, admittedly, Andrew Garfield is much a much preferable screen presence to his Peter Parker. But I don't think that makes it a good performance. I think that just makes it. it may, it's probably you know a canny decision to say, could my Spider Man not be a dick in this one? Could he just be ha- me, me on a red yeah. carpet? <laughs> could he just be me? Could he just be me being kind of grateful to be back? Me doing Fallon. 
<laughs> Me when I'm on fan. I know I'm going to lose this because I, I also don't I don't have any strong feelings about David Harbour, who I think is a fun supporting presence in Black Widow, but not not even my favourite fun supporting presence in that movie. Um, my personal choice would be Keegan. I think the I think there's a more logical argument for Garfield. Um, <laughs> so did, yes, you're only you're only arguing with yourself there. Should we should we should we vote? I'm not. I'm obviously going to vote for Barry Keegan. No, I guess I'm going to vote for Barry Keegan. As well. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, come on, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm voting for Keegan. Fuck it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be one of those years. Fair enough. I don't. I don't know. I feel like there are going to be other categories where I am. Um, uh, really battling against the Spider-Man loving, but um, but there we go. The thing is, I know that this year I get to be the people's voice. <laughs> the people's voice? Yeah. Who are you, Jeremy Corbyn? <laughs> <laughs> okay, James, let's move over to, to one of the categories uh, that, that you always have fun with. Um, and this is best costume. Uh, now there are Ooh. there are not six different versions of the Iron Man. I, I was surprised you didn't nominate like some Iron Man armor from What If at some point in this. <laughs> um, but our best costume category was uh, really really um, spread out in terms of the nominations. So we <laughs> we only had two that received more than one vote, which was uh, Scarlet Witch's costume in One Division. I'm assuming the one from the end when she becomes full Scarlet Witch. Um, although I think they have fun with the costuming of uh, Wanda throughout that series. Um, and then King Leonidas slash all the, <laughs> the Spartans in 300. Um, and then others receiving votes were Peacemaker in um, in yeah. uh, the Suicide Squad. Uh, Reese, a generic vote for all of the Eternals. Um, I just like the weird ribbing. Ribbing on my costumes is cool. <laughs> Ribbed like for Reese's pleasure. Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> James voted for Black Widow's white costume. No. Just Come a, on. Just it's cool. like it's, for, that's just... like a vote for Spidey and No Way, way Home's uh, like inside out costume. It, it's just, just a, like a palette swap. Come on. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then and then my, my nominations were um, I voted for Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad. That was my favorite one. What? He literally can't remember what he looks like. He has that yellow t-shirt on and, he, and, the, and the bunny oh, rabbit yeah. on the front of it and he's got big muscles <laughs> and I just think that Joel Kinnaman, after being the blandest presence in the first movie, suddenly with a costuming train cha- uh, change in the trailer for that movie, I was like, Joel Kinnaman's hot, man. Look at him. Um, and then Can also... A- and then, oh, sorry, fi- final final nomination that, that won't be... That won't be winning is um, I voted for Jessica Beale's character in um, Blade Trinity purely as a shout out to Caroline and her um, and <laughs> how impressed she was with her like cape that turned into a cloak or a kind of jacket that turned into a cape. I think it was, uh, and it and it and it is really cool. Um, but yeah, um, I don't. Think, I can't. I can't remember the character's name, so I'm not, <laughs> not going to vote, vote for. Really? It. I can't believe you skimmed over my nomination of. Spider-Man in the last three seconds of No Way Home. <laughs> I actually had that on my long list. I had that on my five. I really did. That's fair. Um, but can I just? I want to just. Can I just briefly say, talk about Peacemaker, who I think I think would have won my three. Oh, okay. Um, and maybe it's because I've been watching the show. Don't ask me how. XOXO Gossip Girl. Um, I just think that's a very. <laughs> that's a really beautifully. It's a it's a great bit of costume design because I think. That says so. Like he comes out, he looks like that. 
the logo, the bright colors, that dumb helmet, the way his, this is going to sound very specific, but the way his muscles are sort of, his arm muscles are kind of accentuated by the the, the, the sleeves, the gloves, the, the costume says, you know, and then he opens his mouth, says a line. And then with that, with those pieces, you kind of have the whole character. And that for me is really, is a really impressive piece of costume design, which is why, yes, of my three, I, I don't think I, you know, I'm not sure I was that passionate about any of my, about any of these, including Pixmaker, but I just think it's a really, I just think it's a really good, smartly designed costume that does what good costumes could, can do and good like costume design in general, right? Not superhero costume, which is, which is tell you a lot about the character with, with that before they open their mouth. That's all. That's all. Goodbye. <laughs> I think that is a very good argument, but I'm still going to throw in with Leonidas. Because that, yeah, I, mean, I think... Yeah, it's iconic. It's iconic. It's iconic, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, James... Any any kind of like bias for or against review that they they did fairly accurately just adapt what was in on the page right for the for the Spartans costume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that... what, they, what they didn't have on the page was <laughs> sp- Gerard Butler spray tanned abs. <laughs> No, real yeah. abs. No, no, that's fake news at this break. And those were real. Every I just think, <laughs> like, Peacemaker is it's a fun design, but it's not... Yeah, it doesn't have the, the iconic look that the Spartans do in 300. Fair, yeah. Fair. And, you know, I picked Leonidas because he's got the best helmet or whatever, but... You know, you and know. actually, go, going back to my Peacemaker point, actually, those 300 costumes tell you so much about about those guys, right? You compare mm-hmm. them with the Spartans, with all of the armor and all of the helmets, and you see the sorry, you, sorry, not the Spartans, the, um, the, the the Persians or the attacking force. And then the whole thing is, look at these guys; they're so exposed. That's how that's how confident they are in their in their own invincibility. That just mm-hmm. and again, just like that, yeah. Um, and also, you were saying it's a good adaptation of the comic, Joe. It's also, of course, it's a good you know, it's also a adaptation of you know the true history and the real the real life facts of what these men look like. To I, think I, I think actual Spartans wore a bit more armor, but <laughs> but they were still Scottish, led by Scott. Is that right? Yes, yeah, 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 that's yeah. accurate. Yes, great, cool, excellent. Uh, um, I I will make the case for Scarlet Witch in One Division. Like I said, I think they have fun with the character's costume. Through, I think the costume in the in that series, they have a lot of fun with doing all of the if, different eras. If this was best costuming, I would have gone with Scarlet Witch, but I think that final costume doesn't do it for me. So that no, I, James, James, that's the next category. Don't forget. <laughs> I I just when when she turned up in that costume, I thought that that was like it was like a wow moment of uh she she actually does feel like like she feels transformed. She feels uh like equally like she could be powerful hero or really intimidating villain. Like she could flip either way. I said this at the time, but I think they did a really good job of designing a designing a female superhero costume that you know Elizabeth Olsen looks incredible, but it's not revealing, and it's not you know it's it. There's no real angle that they're going to cut on, cut up to her there. That you're going to be like, mm, that's that's a questionable decision from the director because it just it just doesn't allow for it. The only flesh she's showing is like her upper arms, and then everything else is covered. And um, yeah, I I think it's a really really great redesign. And we saw the MCU 
Disney Plus shows try and do that a few times this year. And I think this was the only time they were actually truly successful. Yeah, I mean, we saw it at the end, at the final episode of every single of the shows. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah a few times is 100% of the times they did it. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my vote would be for for Scarlet Witch. But, yeah, I, I don't mind the 300 Leonidas vote at all because it is properly iconic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I think you're right in your assessment of scarlet witch but again i i look at that and go that's mostly just your standard mcu reinterpretation of a costume like it's it's got the got the panels and the lines and doesn't really scream superhero ought we to consider the moral angle and what i mean (laughs) by that is i do wonder the 300 costume how many sort of sort of um you know sort of handsy men at frat parties that costume created for years to come and years still to come in the future yeah but that's... should we consider the moral angle no i don't think we should not for the costume okay, I agree. <laughs> the costume rules <laughs> moving on okay we're moving on the winner is uh like we've agreed right it's leonidas yeah yeah it's peacemaker right peacemaker yeah uh, i don't like his shiny dome reese i'm sorry that's the point that's the point not sp- you should see episode four. Oh, i'm never gonna tell not gonna tell I'm I'm gonna gonna and, I, and i might never watch <laughs> okay you got you had to say how okay uh we're gonna move on to uh one of our unique categories here this is best hero um so we do actually have three uh three nominees here who each got two votes um, and Reese, I think you've been less successful here. So um, <laughs> receiving votes, what? but not winning for best hero. King Leonidas, which I nominated, didn't didn't. Oh, make, that was in my five. Really didn't close. make the cut. Uh, Shang Chi, Sean Chi, uh, did not make the cut. Neither did uh, Falcon slash Captain America. So the ones that did make the cut are all from uh, new movies released this year. We've got Spider Man, Tom Holland. We've got Black Widow. And we've got Venom! Yay! <laughs> we got Venom for this <laughs> I was so excited when I saw that someone else had voted for Venom. <laughs> and listeners, I think you can tell from the reaction who didn't. <laughs> it was James. Yeah. James He's not a hero. <laughs> he becomes a lethal <laughs> protector. He bites the head off that person. And <laughs> is that is that very heroic? I am a hero, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> he is a hero. He just told you. He just told you he's in the Zoom. Yeah. He smashes up a TV. Yeah. Bad TV. Yeah. Bites the head off a guy. Words, was causes evil. a lot of property damage. <laughs> the properties were had bad cladding. <laughs> he's a hero. He's a hero. <laughs> between between Eddie. And Venom, you know, they, they've got a lot. They, they've got more to overcome than most of the heroes do on our list. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bloody Spider-Man beats up an old man. Who deserves yeah. it? Who de-aged a bit, but old as hell. And Black, old as all hell. Black, Black Widow blew up a kid. No, she didn't. She blew, she blew up a kid. She did. She was also just boring in that movie. I'm surprised that both of you. I, I'm I'm surprised at that nomination from them. I expect I expected better from the both of you. Do you know, what? <laughs> I, I, my my Black Widow vote was more for. I just I, I I liked the way that that character went out just on her own terms. That there wasn't all of this. 
MCU nonsense going on. It was just here is here is my final story, a bit of a, a bit of my reckoning, and not having to not having for it all to be like a big Infinity War Endgame rehash, and more just a yeah. This is this is this character going out as she went in, just as like a pretty fucking cool badass spy, yeah, cool spy yeah. hero. I, I admittedly. I do think it it counts against her that she blew up a kid. <laughs> the kid yeah. lived is fine. The kid, the kid did not did not but grow then, up to have the but most she wholesome did, and happy life. <laughs> she does die ultimately, right? She she you know she pays the she pays the iron price or whatever. She she in does a, die in a different movie. <laughs> yeah, different movie. it's canon. It's all canon. I'm not what sure. I want to um, know, right? Not sure she is, dies for blowing up the kid. I think it might be for other reasons. It's in the post credits. What I want do, to know. Contract. That's why she's been killed. <laughs> is why in a movie where we had three excellent Spider-Men, are we even considering anyone else? Because two of them don't do anything. And, no, listen. And the third listen. and the third one beat up an old man. <laughs> one of them saves Zendaya. The other one saves Willem Dafoe. And the other one sacrifices his entire existence basically to to save the world he sucks though he's such a he's such a wet blanket <laughs> I, i'm i'm i mean so unlike i know joe i won't i will not let you convince me otherwise like you do with keeks i'm, I'm <laughs> i think i think so because of my three was spidey venom and falcon falcon isn't isn't in the mix so it's between the two of them I kind of agree with you. I do agree with you a bit on the Tom Holland on Tom Holland's performance and him in the movie. However, however, yes. you know, I think he I think he wins because even though Venom is more fun, is even though that performance is much more fun to watch, um, I do think that this, the 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 kind of hero moments again, what what he sacrificed, what the character of Peter Parker, Spider Man, as played by Tom Holland, sort of sacrifices in that movie. Uh, can I, you know, can I not just... just not just the Art May bit, but you know, again that final sequence. That I think that. It's it is a real hero moment, and that's it's much bigger than you know. Venom, part of the fun of it is that it's sort of being silly with all the tropes, and but that also <laughs> and he's quite begrudging harder, about everything. Yeah, it's harder to argue that he's a, he's the best hero, even though I'd you know he's pops up in my other categories too. But I think it is I think it is Holland Spider Man. Listen, Venom defeats Carnage, right? He bites his bloody head off. Black Widow defeats Harvey Weinstein. And Spider-Man defeats oh all of the villains I brought here because I wanted to go to college. Selfish. <laughs> he defeats Doctor Strange, the irresponsible magician. Yeah. And he saves the lives of numerous people. Oh, I wish I'd nominated Doctor Strange for best villain now, James. <laughs> <laughs> In what if? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, do you know what? I don't feel strongly enough about the other two to stand in the way of your Spider-Man, but I would like it on the record um, <laughs> that he beat up an old man. Voice of the people wins again. <laughs> okay, uh, so Sp- Spider-Man uh, is our best hero this year. Uh, we'll move on now to, uh, let's, let's move on to one of our categories that we, um, we've kind of changed the rules for. Um, so James thought that we needed a little bit of, a little bit of tweaking for one of our categories, which was previously best casting and always got us into a little bit of trouble when, uh, as increasingly we were going back to MCU projects that had, had like cast the, sa- <laughs> the same actors in like six different projects and they're all crossing over. So our best casting category this year has changed to best debut. Um, 
And oh, his debut. Oh, I thought it was best debut. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> is that why you? Is that why you nominated Kamel? Yeah, hundred percent. That was my only nomination. Just cheeks and <laughs> cheeks and steel. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think we've committed a war crime here. So here, okay. here are the two, here are two nominees who did not make the list. One, Kamel Nanjiani. Okay, fine. Right, okay, he's fine. No, what? He's, he's crazy. He's fine in Eternals. Reese voted for him. Uh, also missing the cut is Florence Pugh. The fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, that's that's Listen, I was between because I well okay. Let me. Mine are Shang Chi. Well, um, Kate so that, yeah, the, the 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 other three that we have nominated are Catherine Hahn in One Division, Haley Steinfeld in Hawkeye, and Simu Liu in Shang Chi. Oh, it's my three. Uh, and and we've for co- me, we've, was, co- we've committed a war crime. But I no. was between I was between Florence Pugh and Haley Steinfeld, and I preferred. Steinfeld in Hawkeye. So that's so I deleted Florence Pugh and I went about my day that's, and I have no regrets. I have no regrets. That feels very sexy. I'll do it again tomorrow. Very sexy. I'll do it again on Sunday. Yeah. I'll do it again on yeah, Monday. I had one space for a woman. <laughs> I've picked Agatha Harkness as well. Oh, okay, <laughs> oh no, wait. Oh, you, oh, oh, I, I nominated Kamel. Oh, you nominated Kamel. Yeah. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Like, which I can't believe that's in, that is crazy. He's, he's so boring in that movie. What are you talking about? He's good fun. Just dance. Do you, wait, do you mean fine. Barry Keegan? Do you mean Druid, the character, <laughs> the actor who plays Druid? In fairness, who is who is Kamel's manservant? Because really, that's the guy who should have nominated. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, can't, I, can't, yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, but, uh, Steven? The thing is, right, when 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 Kamel Nanjiani was announced... Wait, wait, so, wait. Karen. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> when Thank Kamel you, Nanjiani was announced, Joe was so hot on the idea of this character of this actor turning up in a film and i, yeah, was, like, I was like oh kamel's gonna be the guy who steals the show and then he wasn't no i enjoyed him i enjoyed him when he was there i thought he had more personality than the rest of the team combined i enjoyed him when he was there equals best debut james i don't think so <laughs> the thing is, i'm i'm regretting not putting uh uh Mahashala ali's blade on this list now <laughs> get out of here get out of here Really, you're nominating the sword. You're just nominating uh, the, the ebony blade. Realistically, the reason I didn't put Florence Pugh on there is because I am not as attracted to her as Joe is, and therefore that, I can that see is... her performance for what it is. Ah, uh, which is... is fine. No, yeah. that is ridiculous. You're oh, horned she's... up. No, no she's... she's got you've got a kid, man. You've got a wife. She's great in in both of the things that she was in this year. I really didn't like her in Hawkeye. Wow. Okay, so uh, let's let's stick with the positives then. So Catherine Hahn in One Division as um, Agatha, um, Haley Steinfeld in Hawkeye, and Simu Liu as Sean. This is a tough one. I I, I can't have. I, I thought Simu Liu is so bland in Shang Chi. I just I I know everyone else thought that he had charisma, but he is by some way like well, no. low down okay, on that's... my on my list here. Can I make a clarifying point there for a question for the for the group? I sort of didn't necessarily take this as the performance, but more, but sort of the character plus the performance. So best debut, in, you know. In fact, I've submitted Shang Chi, Kate Bishop, Agatha Harkness. Okay. I didn't I didn't reference the actors. Mm-hmm. So I wondered I wondered you know let's do a bit of sort of you know admin. I wonder what you guys what you guys' view on that is. Well, what no, that's fair because th- that's sort of how I approached it. Which was when I look yeah. at everything that we've seen, every new character we've wow. seen this year. Who is the one I want to see back? And the answer is right. Shang Chi. Like, and I think Shimulu deserves 
a lot of the credit for you know carrying a film where he's got some pretty difficult you know not exactly an easy movie to debut in where you have to marry like this sort of urban slacker and Chinese mythology and you know for better or worse his performance might be understated but it mm. does that job see I and it leaves of... you with a character that feels complete I kind of feel yeah. like he does one or the other and rarely convinces us both at the same time I mean that's it's a fair it's fair to hold that opinion but like I say when I when I look at all these characters he's the one where I go I want to see him interacting with everyone else. And I, well, on the flip, you know, on the flip, I would, I would sort of put Kate Bishop there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well she was my second choice. Yeah. I kind of think that she, you know, Shang, uh, Shang-Chi and Simba Liu had the, had the benefit of being the lead of their movie. And, and Kate Bishop, Henry Seinfeld is arguably that it's probably the second lead of, of her, of their TV show. So I think that, so therefore she has less resources, less, Less kind of you know, less CGI and big action events and etc. But I kind of think, I think I'm, I think I'm more excited to see that character interact with the rest of the MCU than Simu Liu, <laughs> even though I'm really excited to shoot to see Shang Chi interact with the rest of the MCU. The only so reason I, think... I didn't put her first is because if I want to see Haley Steinfeld's character interact with other characters, I can watch any other Haley Steinfeld movie. That's fair, but Simu. Well, that's fair. That's I guess. That's I, fair. But Simu Liu is not. That's not. That's not a particularly. You know, we'll get to the. We'll no, get, no, but I've never. I've not seen him. I've not seen him do the, do any other movies of that scale. Like sure. Haley Steinfeld's playing basically the same character as in Bumblebee. Okay. Well, don't, I mean, no one should be forced to watch Bumblebee instead of anything. Um, well, maybe you know. Maybe the... just, you know. I don't know if Agatha Harkness. Well, can I, can, I just make, can I just make one yeah. one final argument against Sean? Um, okay. I, 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 I still, I, I, if if we're talking about Shang Chi and interacting with the rest of the MCU, I want to see this corner of the MCU, this this mystical martial arts corner of the MCU, uh, interact with, um, with the with the rest of it. I, I st- I'm still not sure I really understand that character. I'm still not sure that I really have managed mm. to reconcile the whole I went and murdered a dude and then stayed in America with the version that, we, that, that we're actually spending time with in the movie. Um, if I was mm. going to make one big argument for Simu Liu, it would be he's really good at the action. And I, I, I think... I don't think I can't remember the last person who walked into a, a Marvel movie and was that good at the action. He really holds his own, really holds his own there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's my argument for and against him. But yeah, my my choice is Catherine Hahn. She's wonderful in Wandavision. I think I'd, I I, also I, think... I would have voted for her without the Agatha reveal at the end of the show. Oh no, no, come on! <laughs> that is mad. That's that's crazy. She's <laughs> that's crazy. She's so she's so great in those like first five or six episodes of One Division. I do wonder whether Harkness has has all three pieces, which is it's a good it's a good it's a great compelling performance. Uh, it's I am inter- interested to see her interact with the rest of the characters, and and the other sort of the, the other bit that the other two characters have less is like her the debut of her as a villain you know like literally the agatha all along moment you know that was so that landed so hard it went bloody viral guys. Yeah. i just wonder whether the actual sort of the debut the you know kind of the debut of the character as as the as she was really going to be is you know I, that's the one that beats the other two uh plus you got the other stuff there as well so 
I'm happy. I'd be happy with that as the, as the choice. Even though my choice, I think, would be. Well, let's would vote. Steinfeld. Let's vote. So I I would vote Han. Steinfeld. I mean, I would go. Uh, I would go Simulu, but. <laughs> do, we, do we go secondary Han votes? Like, <laughs> secondary. I'm, I mean, secondary. I'm I go Haley. <laughs> I go, go Haley. Secondary is uh, only. I go. I go Harkness as well. Uh, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Wait. So, so James. What does that mean? You would have. You would have. Um. You'd have Catherine Hahn last. Yeah. And I would have Simu Lou last, and James would. And who would you have last? Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld has got. Haley Steinfeld's got. Uh. A one and two twos, which okay puts her above everyone else. Yeah. There we go. All right. By default, Haley Steinfeld's best debut. (laughs) In the MCU, democracy works. Fifty-two forty-eight, <laughs> baby. Uh, let's uh, move over to oh, oh, it's a it's a dangerous category to get into, and so many contenders. The worst film <laughs> covered by Cinematic Universe this year. Listen, we had some fun with these movies, but a lot of them are bad. So, um, like, I, I'm just gonna. There was one, two, three, four, five, six different films nominated in this category. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them received two votes. One of them was voted for us by by all three. So I think it's gonna win. Uh, so I just want to read out the list, and then we can and then we can debate. Uh, Kickass Two, Electra, Blade Trinity, Catwoman, Wanted, and Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> Yeah, all worthy, one, all worthy worst film. One film, well, no, apart from one which is good. So I agree with you. There is one film that's actually <laughs> oh, pretty no. bloody good. Oh, no, no, bloody good. We always, we always need to talk about in this category whether <laughs> there is anything that actually fits in the Howard T. Duck Award category. Now, one of us, yes, one of us voted for Kickass Two in the Howard T. Duck category, so I think we should take that out. To be fair. And one of us voted for Catwoman in the Howard T. Duck category, so we took that out. Uh, so we're left with Electra, Blade Trinity, Wanted, and Ghost Rider. I think the winner of this is obvious. I do too. The winner is... Well, actually, well, I, okay. I think the winner is Wanted. Oh, I think the winner's Electra! <laughs> ah! Electra is Okay, so I'd be Ele- happy with either of those films winning worse. Okay, so all three of us voted for Electra, two of us voted for Wanted. And I'll be honest, the only reason I didn't vote for Wanted is because, for me, it was a toss-up between that and Kick-Ass 2, which we covered on the same episode, and I think I just hate Kick-Ass 2 a little bit more. Here's my, here's my, here's my argument. I think it's a simple one. Electra, who, like, who cares? It's inept... It probably costs, you know, hundred. But it's so hundred euros. It is very no, bad. It's so but, but bad. Wanted, I think, is like did bad. It was evil. Did it an evil thing? No. <laughs> I what, think... did, what, did, what did it do? <laughs> when I sort of just think all of its all of its um all the gun porn stuff. I just remember th- really feeling gross watching it. it listen, uh, when it when has, I watched, it has wanted. a shitty fucking attitude. There's no, there's no doubt. About yeah, the attitude, and it, and it was a hit as well. Lots of people saw that bad movie. Well, sort of not a netly made movie, but you know, I think kind of you know morally wrong movie. <laughs> uh, and it should, is it the, the award is most evil movie or is it worst movie? Well, whatever, it's the same. Listen, um, you know, I just wanted was nominated for two Oscars. Oh, get Jesus. the fuck. Uh, for Genuinely, sa- for sound, when... mi- sound mixing and sound editing, it was also nom- nominated at the Street Screen Actors Guild Awards for its stunt ensemble. 
So it's just a gross. It's a gross, grubby movie which caters to the the worst impulses in basically young boys. And the, and the and the reason it should win this category is because it's made kind of it's made very competently. It's very shiny. That's uh, it's like what you know. It's like a, it's like an advert for, for you know. It's like a shiny advert on the tube for like, hey, you should vape. No, you shouldn't vape. But, but I want to vape. I look at this ad. I want to do it. But, uh, it's but evil. it should be killed. So the counter argument to that is made competently is one thing that you can say in its favour. What is the one thing that you can say in Electra's favour? <laughs> um, the one thing you can uh, say in Electra's favour is that at least it's short. <laughs> yeah, it's short. It didn't, With wanted, you know, it, didn't, it, did, it didn't, didn't feel, feel it. <laughs> like genuinely, I'd never seen Wanted until we covered it on the podcast. And if I had gone to the cinema to see Wanted, I am fairly certain I would have walked out, which I've never done with any other film. I did go to the cinema to see Wanted as a teenager, and I thought it was cool. So did I. It was cool. It's and it's it's the, it's the it's the it's the it's the source of all the evil, all the badness in me, all no, the so, bad stuff. So you're just self, you're self-flagellating here, Reese. Well, sure. Try and get some, you know, get make some penance on my yeah. damn life. Wanted is an hour and fifty minutes long. That's versus it's only th- it's only thirteen minutes longer than Electra. Um, Electra, there's that one funny bit where she, that where she makes the tree fall on the guy. <laughs> That's quite funny. Like, uh, I don't know if this if this will change your mind. I can't I've, remember Electra at all, by the way. I've just checked. <laughs> hey. I'm not sure you watched it always. <laughs> I did. I watched it. I did double speed it a bit. Listen, I w- did watch it. Uh, Electra was also nominated for two awards. What? Uh, Jennifer Garner was nominated for Choice Movie Actress in Action, Adventure, or Thriller at the Teen Choice Awards. What? She didn't. That's win. crazy. And. Uh, her, she was nominated for Best Kiss with Natasia Malta at the MTV what? Movie Awards. Who? Uh, oh, is that, oh character? I think she's no, I think she's Typhoid Mary. <laughs> the hell, Typhoid Mary in that movie? Oh well, I, I gotta say, I, I forget. You, you could have been drunk, Reese. Yes, yeah, she is. She's Typhoid, so apparently they kissed. Uh, so that that okay. I I I, uh, I don't think they did kiss. I think it was like a I think it was like a here here is like you being poisoned. Um, oh, actually, I tell you I, what, that I, that that's a moral wrong that I think equals the wanted moving thing. So I'm I'm on electric. I, I think that is the MCV movie awards just being a bit skeevy back in 2005. Going, <laughs> no, that's my point. Look, that's my guys, point. two girls kissing. That's my point. Electra yeah. Electra existing has made that moment possible. That's that's a bad thing, and I think Electra takes it. No, do I think that? No, Wanted. I'm back on Wanted. Okay, I, I vote Electra. Reese votes Wanted. James? I've got to vote Wanted. Okay, Wanted is our worst film of 2021. Uh, so we move on to Best TV Show now, new category. Uh, well, I think we've done Best TV Show in the past, but it's been a bit hit and miss because we don't really consistently cover TV. But now we do <laughs> because of the Disney Plus shows. And here, guys... Um, I'm sure some of our listeners are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But we all nominated the same three shows. <laughs> so we all agreed that the three best shows that Disney Plus put out this year, and we, we also mm-hmm. could have included Jupiter's Le- Legacy and Invincible if we'd wanted, uh, we went for WandaVision, What If, and Hawkeye. Uh, unanimous as the, as the best three. So uh, sorry... Falcon and the Wind Soldier and Loki, but you did not <laughs> did not crack that can I, for us. Can, can I make a, I'll make a I'll make a comment now at this point. I feel like I've be I've 
I've been the most anti WandaVision person on the pod for you know for the year uh, as other shows have come up and we've talked about it in news and blah blah blah. But actually, going through this list, you know, all, the whole list, and thinking about performance and directing and writing and all of it, I, I, it, it was interesting to me how how often WandaVision was propping was popping up in my you know my personal choices. <laughs> I and will... it made me think like, oh, that was a that. That, that that had a lot of um you know that that so across the board lots of different elements of it were you know were some of the best of this year which you know which which it elevated it for me i think one division um yeah i've been too hard on it this year so one division i'm sorry if, I, apologize, I, I apologize and i don't know whether we will change and do this in future years but if this award had been if we had a blended category for just the best thing that we covered on the show this year movie or tv I might be voting for WandaVision because I I thought it was, for me, clearly the best thing that the MCU produced this year, uh, like by by a decent margin as well. Um, it was my favourite. I thought that the... I, I, the, the like the first handful of episodes, like certainly the first two episodes where we're like back in the 50s and 60s, I just thought were like... Mm-hmm nothing that we'd seen in any of the other stuff and all and also like just a really unique idea for a tv show full stop yeah. um mm-hmm. it, it it worked in its own right at its peak as a comedy um i think some of the craft that went into those homages slash pastiches like the the malcolm in the middle episode was just just incredible the performances are great the 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 kind of wider they're the like tying into the wider mcu of it works um mm. and whilst i kind of thought that the stuff outside of westview was weaker i couldn't I, like if you if you gave me a full show of the outside of westview i might have that ranked higher than the other MCU shows as well. <laughs> well, that's the point. I think that's, the, yeah, for me, that's the point. Because it came first, and I agree, the Westview stuff was a bit boring, and the ending became a bit kind of MCU generic. But actually, uh, you know, compared with what comes after, the the, out, the the outside Westview stuff, that's, I mean, that's not that different to most of Falcon, most of uh, Hawkeye, like, like kind of... <laughs> I mean, it is different because it, ha- it has a strong reason for it to be there <laughs> beyond killing time. Yeah, that's true too, and 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 then the whole kind of I got ends in a big fight, just like the Marvel movies do. It, it, yes, that's still true. But then, the, the, but then all the other shows have done the exact same thing and not had the the four episode, you know, episodes one to four being as inventive and creative and interesting. Some of my favorite moments, some of my favorite moments in that show were during the climactic battle, like the two visions facing each other and having yeah. a nice little chat. That was good. I think stuff. that's where I disagree. I, I'm just, I'm just not there like you guys are there. Well, no, I, so I, I, I don't end. think that the final episode fully works, but I would agree with James that there are moments in the finale that are really great. I think the final emotional beat between Wonder and Vision works, and that was the one thing that the finale had to nail. I do think the Ship of Theseus stuff with the two visions works. Um, uh, you know, and and Agatha's a good villain. Like I said, I think the costume reveal is great, and and it, and like and and the penultimate episode, like taking Wanda on that tour through her past, I thought was really good. Um, so yeah, I, I, it has to be. I think I think What If is about as good of a show, as a version of that show as it could have been, and I yes. and I think a fun surprise, and I think Hawkeye is 
fine and i had fun i had i had fun with it but it was mm. it was yeah, like the only... <laughs> solidly my third the only reason mm. i put hawkeye on the list was because i was like we need three choices and this is the least worst of what remains so so we, we all would have had the same ranking as well right one division i, think one, I, what I, if I put two, what if three. higher because personally i Wait, another one well i put i put what if higher in my personal rankings because oh yeah yeah i can imagine rewatching it more than I can imagine rewatching one division. Like, what if was just so much fun? But I cannot deny that as a piece of art and as a piece of craft, one division is. I like love Joe James's says, one one of the best things that the MCU produced this year, undeniably. Ever. I feel like James said this so often through the what if uh, pods. This idea of like because it's rewatchable, it's it's really good. It's just, no, it is. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. There's got like a rewatchability meter, and that sort of oh, it's I could watch this again. That well, is the MCU, cool. though, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that yeah. the mark of quality for the yeah. MCU? Yeah, but like part of my problem with all streaming TV is that so much of it hinges on. Uh, yeah, but what what comes next? And you're just sitting there for hours, going like, when yeah, nothing's happening, when will some yeah. story happen? Whereas what if was like every week, half an hour, whole story. Loads of fun, loads of characters, loads of ideas, and then yeah, moves but, on to the next thing. No, but James, the, all the other ones, there are there are seventy five hour movies. You see, that's what it is. <laughs> so you've got to, stuff as I, as I believe I said on the Hawkeye podcast, I think there's a really good ninety minute movie in Hawkeye. Mm. Um, James, I need to check how you feel about this. Um, my MCU rankings. The only show I haven't put on there is What If because it just didn't feel fair to compare mm. that against the others. Like it's its own thing almost. I think. That's a, that's fair, but if I don't know where I'd put, I don't know where I'd put it. I don't know how how do I compare what if with um Captain America Civil War? Sounds I mean, like a you I, problem, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Like personally I don't I don't rank the T V shows alongside the movies anyway. I'm a purist in that regard and I think you are a deviant for doing so. Uh, like, like, if you're like a demon, can I be druid? Great, James. Who are you going to be? Are you going to be Kingo <laughs> or Icarus or uh, Athena? Athena was that one of them? The, just, cool just Athena. Is there a catch I'm, I'm going to be cool ass names. I'm going to be Seven Up. Okay, uh, I can see cool. Coming. Um, okay, um, we'll move on to. Let's move back to one of the acting categories: uh, best supporting Ooh. actress. Um, now there's some interesting crossover here where we have uh, two of the act- well, two of the actors who were talked about in our best debut were nominated here. So nominations for Florence Pugh and Catherine Hahn. Um, no one else received more than one vote, but I'm going to throw them out there anyway in case anyone does want to make a really uh, strong argument for them. We've got Viola Davis and Daniela Mel- yes! Daniela Melchior and Margot Robbie in The Suicide Squad. We've got Florence Kasumba in um, Falcon the Winter Soldier, and then I she? and then I voted for uh, Lee Merriweather in Batman sixty six. Ah, I forgot about Lee Merriweather. Yeah, I I was I I, I think she's super fun in that movie, and mm-hmm. I, and I particularly like the stuff when she is posing as just yeah, like the, the the fun that she and Adam West have in those scenes where she's posing as. The like the Russian diplomat is she? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Lee Merriweather is great in that. So uh, she she was my final vote. But yeah, the the ones that we had alignment on were Catherine Hahn and Flor- Florence Pugh. Interesting, given that Haley Steinfeld won our best debut, but didn't make it into the supporting actress category. I guess, I guess, actually, in fairness, 
she she probably fits in another category better. Uh, can I talk about Viola Davis as Amanda Waller in The Suicide Squad? Sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I just I just love that I just love that character, uh, and I love that performance. And there's just a, there's a bit like the bit like the Barry Keegan thing. There's just an energy to it. That's sort of I like how and this was true in the first two episodes as well. Viola Davis. Reese. I was going to say, yes. I think it's, it's like Davis. the third best Viola Davis performance we've seen on this podcast. Yeah, but there's a sort of a, but you know, because she's in the superhero zone, uh, that's the, the intensity and the, the brutality of the character. I think similar to Gwyneth Paltrow, if you asked Viola Davis if she knew she was in this movie. <laughs> she, she wouldn't be sure. I, I don't. She'd be like, "Oh, that was season nine of How to Get Away with Murder." No, that I think she's. in a DC movie. She's complete. But yeah, like How to Get Away with Murder is a great comparison. Where like, it, I, I think she's an actress who struggles not to to really throw herself into it, herself into roles. But like, you know, there she is in a, in a network TV drama, just fucking dominating episode after and not that I watched beyond after the first four or five because I was like the show is not for me but she's good in it but like you just look at two credits next to each other you've got on her IMDB Ma Rainey's Black Bottom followed up by the Suicide Squad like yeah she's got energy in the Suicide Squad but she's got that matched with like actual character depth and and you know like a proper take on a character in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, wherein the Suicide Squad, she's just, she's just, I'm a hard ass, right? Well, sure, but we're not doing, our podcast isn't, you know, a yeah, we're, 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 uh, Netflix uh, <laughs> Oscar film releases podcast that we cut throughout the year. So I, I, you know, I take what I can get from the content that I got. I, and I, I thought she was good in The Suicide Squad. I'm, I would be more, of the, of the Suicide Squad, you know, possibilities here. Um, I, I thought you take Melchior. I think your Daniela Melchior one was interesting. I like. I, I. I don't disagree that Margot Robbie is good in this movie she's because the lead. because she's good in all of them. I don't. She's. Yeah. It's. It's. I think it's difficult mm. to argue lead versus not. The only person I'm convinced mm. is a lead in the Suicide Squad is Idris Elba. Like yeah. Margot, Ro- Margot Robbie is the lead of her bit, and then she becomes a supporting character once she joins the main crew. Yeah, I think. Great. Um, and she's great. In, she's great in it, but she's also. It's. I don't think it's her best Harley Quinn performance. Yes, I. I, I, I would yeah, agree. You know? I'd agree with that as well. Yeah, I think there are there there are things in there where you know it might be the best written at times to Harley Quinn, but mm. um, yeah, I think she's better in the first Suicide Prey? Squad and Birds of Prey. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I think I'm I'm more intrigued by the Daniela Melchior, who's an actress that I was unfamiliar with, and I thought that. Uh, Rat Catcher was, her, yeah. f- was was fun again. I think it's a kind of like an energy thing that she's yeah. on the screen with a load of actors who I am more familiar with, and I yeah. kind of want to see what she's doing. I liked her, her, her brittleness, her vulnerability, but sort of soulfulness. soulfulness. Um, there was just quite a lot there that I, you know, that was good. But the winner, I mean, Florence Pugh's the winner in this category. <laughs> James, you were, you, you were, I think, were you the person who didn't vote for this? Uh, didn't vote for... Florence Pugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would that would be me. Wow, interesting. So even even if we are saying Justin Black Widow, <laughs> you don't think that is a good oh, support? She's the best supporting actress in Black Widow. <laughs> so who are your three, James? 
Uh, my three were Catherine Hahn, Florence Kasumba, and Margot Robbie. Hmm. Who did Florence Kasumba play? She's the <laughs> she's the Dora Milaje in. Um... Oh God! What? What? She's in like three scenes. Yeah, but That's they're the best scenes. <laughs> the best scenes in that the entire best series. In a bad show. Yeah, it's a bad series. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's why she's best supporting actress because. She's the most watchable thing about an otherwise no, bad show. I do think she's. I do think. <laughs> I, to be to be fair, I I would agree with James. I think she's very good in that show, um, particularly the flashback with Bucky. Um, mm-hmm. I think she's really good in, and yeah, the the Dora Milaje scenes tend to be the better stuff in that movie. Um, yeah, I, I I think she's really good. I I I wouldn't have nominated her, but I do think she's good in it. Yeah, but I, Catherine Hahn was top of mind because I think she, in a again in a very good series, she really elevates it with her performance. Like I, I'm not so hot on the character, especially outside of that context. I really don't know how I feel about the idea of her taking over, and you know, headlining House of Harkness. But yeah. within within One Division, I think she is a lot better than that role needed, and crucially. She isn't on social media selling fucking JPEGs to idiots. Is wait, is Florence Pugh, is Florence Pugh doing that? Can't Dennings is doing that, and we we don't talk about it. Oh, no, Serena Williams right. is doing it as well. I saw. Oh, oh no, but I do like a JPEG, and I'd be willing to pay up upwards of eighteen thousand. No, I will only as buy as PNGs, as as high quality PNGs. <laughs> PNGs, PNGs. So, so, yeah. Someone, someone has to, someone has to do crypto nft bro villain in a in a in a superhero <laughs> movie I, I just who when you were young and you were dreaming of like the future and like you know will we be able to teleport and and this and you know <laughs> and what what kind of crazy technology we'll have and and it and it turns out the future is randomly generated pictures of apes are selling for thousands of dollars on the internet <laughs> what this is so this is the the end result of unchecked capitalism <laughs> anyway um so d- that's why james didn't like, that was james's way of explaining why he didn't nominate cat dennings <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i, I do, do you know, like my i think my favorite performance is florence Pugh. i do think she's amazing in everything um i think Catherine Hahn's amazing in everything as well um so i'd, I'd be happy with e- either of those two uh, I mean, Lee Merriweather as well. If anyone wants to get on board with that one, yeah. Batman sixty six. I think that's a that's a great performance, but that movie is so good regardless. I think her, you could take her performance out of that <gasps> film, and you would still have a brilliant movie, and so. just replace her with one of the other Catwoman actresses. Yeah, why not? Sure. <laughs> here to me is here to me is the Pew Han uh, sort of argument. Pew Han for Pew. Han is. Really fun for those four episodes, you know. Funny, charisma to burn. Uh, you've got that. You've got those questions. You know, those those kind of those 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 slight flips on on you know questions about who you know who she is really. And then for the last episode and a half or two episodes, I think if she's a more conventional sort of mustache twirling villain. Although it's still really fun. So that's and that's great. I think with Pew, you have first of all. I mean, unfairly to unfairly to Han, two so. projects. She's not in the flashbacks. Yeah, it's, it really is just in the finale. She reveal she reveals us. I think it's and, and and to be honest, I think that is more the costume than her performance. But 
Sure. That is like mustache twirling. And I think she's right, she's great right. in yeah, the moment right. where she's like begging not to be sent back to being Yeah. It's a it's yeah. great. It's a great performance. That's why she's got her own show off the back of it. It's great. And people yeah. love her and it's great. I think with Pew you have unfairly with Heartless, you've got two projects that you can look at. And in both and I think for me what gets her over the line is that in both projects well, okay, two things. One, it's that she somehow overcomes that that crazy accent that it looks like maybe will be <laughs> will be stuck to her as a character. She kind of, I think we, you talked about it. Or we talked about it on the Hawkeye episode. It's sort of it's it's clearly ridiculous, and she she clearly thinks it's, it's ridiculous. But and yet somehow the comedy works, the pathos works, the drama works. She's she's kind of doing Aaron Taylor so Johnson in Age of Ultron. Yes, yes. You, you didn't <laughs> see this coming. You didn't see this coming. That was that was. I don't know. I just did. That. Uh, but you got. She pops in both those in both those movies and TV shows. She's got actually quite a lot to play in both. I'd say. Um, she's she she sort of goes up against lo- these loads of these other interesting performances and and just sort of burns her way off the screen. And it's it's Florence Pugh. She's she's sort of she can she's done this and other stuff. Like she's she's a real she's a real star. But. I don't know. I I think I go back to that. For me, that this one of the best scenes in maybe the scene in, in the of the whole year in the MCU. Uh, that's dramatic, but I lo- I just loved so much the scene between the two of them in in that Hawkeye episode where they're eating the um the mac and cheese, and that that is just it's it's all it's really all performance okay. and charisma. So and... between the two of them, I know James leans Han. I'm going to lean Pew just so uh, so Reese can make the final decision. <laughs> and I guess for me, it's Merryweather. I mean, I don't know. It's obvious. <laughs> No, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh is our best supporting actress. Yeah, happy this now, year. Joe. Yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he is happy. I think he's I'm, happy, ha- I'm happy for you. There you go. There you go. Okay, uh, we'll move on now to hmm, what should we do? Let's do best villain. Mm. Um, we had two here that re- received multiple votes. Um, Reese, uh, I believe, uh, said so to, to go through some of the ones that didn't make the cut. Um, Reese, you had Icarus and Arisham yeah. from Eternals. Double um, team baddies, yeah. Double team baddies. He, he's so big. Arisham is like he's <laughs> this ginormous man robot space. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I doubt you're going to get much alignment on those here, though. Um, you had the old guard baddies. So I know we've got we've got Farmer Bro, Dudley Dursley. Who else were you thinking yeah. of? Because um, you said wait, you what? said you said two from the old guard. No, I said uh, Harry Melling, and and I believe I don't know that this actor was in the old guard. Willem Dafoe. I don't know oh, right, okay. unless I miss okay. So you so, okay. So I I thought you had suggested two villains from the old guard, but maybe okay. Just Harry Melling, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, Willem Dafoe got two votes uh, as uh, Green Goblin slash Old Man Norman from uh, <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> there was a vote for U.S. Agent. Um, <laughs> okay. Falcon and Soldier. Uh, there was a vote for Agatha Harkness in One Vision. Um, I voted for Sharon Stone in Catwoman. Can't remember the character's name, but I was struggling to think of a third nomination. And the Mandarin, um, kind of the Mandarin, mm. I guess. Sean's dad, we can call him in uh, in Shang Chi. Uh, so yeah, the the two receiving multiple votes were the Mandarin and Green Goblin, uh, and the rest just got one. So uh, yeah, any anyone particularly passionate about these? I find myself weirdly not really passionate about any of them this year. Yeah, same. I feel like yeah, it's, it's been a, a it's been a bad year for villains. Yeah, a weak year for villains. And I, no. ironic, given that the final film of the year had all of the villains in it, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
made, I the, think... best, made the best one good though, didn't it? That's that was the problem. <laughs> I think for me, Tony Lung as you know the not the Mandarin is he's the only one who was giving a performance that was properly magnetic. Like he was so good with the material he had. And there are a couple of things about the character that maybe don't line up, but I think they're all in the screenplay again. Like I, I fully believed that this guy was dangerous and that he was worthy of being a villain. The re the reason I added us agent onto my list is just because I thought that character was really fun as like an evil, stupid captain America. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I do like Wyatt Russell's performance, but I, I think that character is way too uneven over the course of that series. Yeah. And um, crucially the showrunners think that they redeemed him at the end, which is, yeah, which nuts. is wild. Yeah. Um, where I feel iffy about Tony Lung's Mandarin or did, did it, what, what, what was his actual character name? Because <laughs> he is kind of, he is the MCU's Mandarin right now. Yeah. That's the, that, that is the idea. Yeah. This, he has, he has the backstory of the Mandarin. Yeah. Um, I think he gives a really magnetic performance. I think that t- where that character ultimately doesn't quite work for me is he seems like such a shrewd character and such a such a smart guy um, that I, I just I'm just not sure I buy that he would be convinced by the opening the door at the end, um, and I. Yeah, I I can see why I can see why that character arc is there on paper of like yeah this is his one blind spot but I don't, I wonder if like Tony Lung brings so much charisma and makes you respect the character so much that you just like he wouldn't fall for this bullshit. Um <laughs> that is definitely a problem with the performance. Uh, and then well not No, I, think no, I mean the, the performance is so good that you you don't believe he would be as stupid as he is. Yeah. Um and also, I would, I would kind of, you know, to counter whether he's the best villain of the year. Uh, I think I said this on the Shang Chi episode. During that final fight, I was kind of rooting for him to win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me though, that's that's the mark of a good villain is when you can properly sympathise with to the point of thinking, I'd sort of be okay if he won. Yeah, like, you know, like like Loki like big... at his best, or D'Onofrio. Yeah, or um, who's always at his best. Yeah, disappointed that I wasn't able to vote for Kingpin this year. So it just didn't. They didn't. They didn't quite nail that character in that last episode the way I wanted them to. Um, who wants to argue for Green Goblin? Because you both voted for him. Well, okay. I, I'll. I think it's a few things about I, the costume and the reference to the comics costume. I kind of love. I love the way that they. I was close to putting in best costume, but I didn't. I do love the way that they take what they have and somehow logically guide it to kind of look like the comic screen goblin. I quite like that. Uh, I also think it's, I do like the, the meta-ness of having, and we talked about this on the Spider-Man episode, but you know, having green goblin be this, this, this sort of huge villain to Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I'm huge in terms of, you know, kind of uh, the, the, the damage he causes to him, even though it's a different green goblin from a different universe, all that kind of shit. And then I think Willem Dafoe's, Gives you know it really goes for it. It's giving the good performance. I love that fight scene in the flat. Um, yeah, I, but again, I'm not that passionate about any of these. Th- I think it, I, I'd almost rather take 
Madden and big boy Arisham and and Harry Melling from the old guard over Defoe. But if it's if it's down to Defoe versus Lyon, but it's not it's not Defoe. It's Green Goblin versus Arisham and sure, fine, Tech fine, yes. yeah, yeah. But um, I, I I would take him, but based on those reasons. But I I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't really feel like I have a dog in this fight all that much. To be I honest. think Tech Bro is a good villain, but he's not the he's not the most interesting part of that movie. Um, Arisham is just a big a big thing, and when he turns up at the end of the movie, it's the worst thing that happens during the running time. Um, I think for me that one was in there more for the the reveal, the reveal, kind of the reveal of the of Eternals. You know what really what what the movie is, which hits you about halfway through. I just like I really like that, and I like. What that does then to to mad to to uh, Icarus within the group, and then that that final fight, I, I, I that all worked for me really well. I mean, I for me, a whole lot. So Arishim doesn't really strike me as a villain. Like all of the Celestials, mm. just kind of come across as like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the point. You know, I mean, that's like dispassionate, like isn't it? Nature. Well, no, because he he is definitely self serving, and you know, he's like, look, my job is I need Celestials to be born, and yeah, um. Yeah, and I and I created some robots to do it. It's not my fault the robots are rebelling. The celestials, the celestials are more like a sort of uncaring force of nature. It would be like calling the the tornado the villain in Twister. Yeah, I the villain in Twister. <laughs> <laughs> and I, kind of, I, I, I kind of think that the the Arisham and the baddies have a point in Eternals. <laughs> um, I, I I'm going to shock you. I I think the best villain is Green Goblin. Like he, he he kills Aunt May. That's 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 yeah, enough. Is the most yeah. evil thing that you could yeah. have done. Yeah. Yeah. We do yeah. need to. We do. We should put a spoiler flag on this episode. By the way, <laughs> we will uh, do before that, yeah. before it goes out. Um. Yeah. He kill, he kills Aunt May. He cackles, and I just think he is like what once he once he flips into Green Goblin mode, he's just uh like you know there's not much nuance, but he's a cool fucking comic book villain flying around looking like the Green yes. Goblin, cackling yep. Willem Dafoe. You've, mm-hmm. be, because the first Spider-Man movie exists, you've got the context for that character. You know, you know, you, you know the vibe. And so he just gets to, he just gets to operate yeah. as a force of evil in the second half of that movie. And that's what, a, that's what a villain needs to do. It's a bit of a, it's a ma- like, like so much about No Way Home is a magic trick. It's a magic trick that, Somehow, Willem Dafoe <laughs> playing Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, in the third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. De-aged. It's a great villain. De-aged, <laughs> wearing a hoodie, <laughs> going, going like, and you know, you buy, you actually buy. Somehow, you buy this. I don't know. Willem Dafoe's like seventy or something. You buy this like seventy-year-old guy <laughs> going hand to hand with twenty-three-year-old, you know, Tom Holland in a flat in a in an apartment complex at the end in a. Upturned Captain America, right? Well, mm, so you so you say this in real life. If Tom Holland had a fight with Willem Dafoe, are you really telling me you think Tom Holland would win? No, no, actually, no. That's that's true. (laughs) Willem Dafoe would like just go straight for the gouge. He goes straight for the eye. Game over. (laughs) He's he's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. (laughs) Tom Holland would be like, "Hey, I need to call my publicist. I need to, I need to quickly to arrange how we, how do we shoot this?" And then, then Willem Dafoe would have his eyes out. (laughs) The thing I like as well as a villain, he he has a catchphrase that, and he says it in this movie. So, what's his catchphrase? I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh yeah, he's got a meme. He's got a bomb. He kills. He, he kills says Marissa it. He Tomei, says, he says the thing from the he picture the on the internet. Correct. He says the thing from the internet. 
It's what you want. It's what the people want. Okay. Uh, Green Goblin is our best villain of 2021. Wild. Um, <laughs> let's go to best new film now. Um, so uh, we we had some. Uh, well, we had we had four films here which received two votes. Uh, so and then one that just received one vote. So unfortunately, Venom. Like there be carnage is, is not eligible, but we are arguing between. Uh, we think the best films of this year uh, were all MCU movies: Black Widow, Eternal, Shang Chi, and Spider Man. Eternals. <laughs> uh, Sp- Sp- Spider Man: Far From Home. So uh, I assume for Reese, no way home, no way home. One of one of the homes. <laughs> Fucking hell! Um, what are you saying, Joe? You can't tell them apart. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming for Reese that um, Eternals was better than Black Widow or Shang Chi. I can't yes. remember which one. Uh, yeah, my three was were Spidey, Eternals, and Venom. Oh, and Venom. Oh, so you had it above yeah. both of them. I had Eternals above Spidey, and then okay. you two both had Spidey. Um, I feel like, and I think I've said this, uh, you know, on the podcast this year, I. Think I have all of these films ranked or rated at either three or three and a half stars. So I don't feel like massively passionate about any of these. Um, whereas I know you guys do, so I fe- I feel like I can guess where this is going. I, think I have. If I was choosing, at like is close between Black Widow and Eternals. I think Black Widow just, but I don't. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't love think got me- either of them. I don't think you've got me right, Joe. Eternals is the best superhero movie of the year, <laughs> in my opinion. Is it? I don't know if you thought I was going. To, I was going spy. No. Yeah. Me, okay. For so me, uh, for me, Eternals. So I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna let you two argue this out. Then let me. Let, nah. me, let, let me sit back and drink my beer. <laughs> so as as far as I'm concerned, every every superhero movie that we covered this year falls within the sort of two to three and a half range with the sole exception of Spider-Man No Way Home, which is operating on a completely different level. Like, for me, it is... Like, it has as few flaws as uh, as Avengers Endgame. And I think I think it's going to stand up to re-watching a lot. Because I picked up so much in that first watch, and I just thought, I want to go back and really unpick the tiny details of this one. Whereas Eternals was just a, a lot of ponderous nonsense that didn't yeah, really yeah. <laughs> coalesce at the end. Yeah, I mean, you didn't like Eternals, so I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, that's an obvious. I know which way you're going to go in those two. I liked both. I liked both films, but for me, Spider Man, much like you know, much like Thanos, uh, post Infinity War, gave me. Uh, what's the what's the line from the trailer that Black Widow gives the trailer for Endgame? Thanos did exactly what he wanted to do, or something. You know, Spider Man just was what I thought it was going to be, uh, and it was it's this great big populist kind of uh, crowd pleasing. You know, love what a great what a lovely idea. The, the, the other two Spider Man movies, the other two Spider Man, all the villains, conclusion of Holland's uh, trilogy, very very sort of good and nice and fun and and, and these are again that's, that's why i like the film you know it's lots to enjoy whereas i just think eternals just had just had some things to say and it had some was much more Chloe i think it did what, what did eternals more... have to say wait right okay 
I want Reese to tell me the main thing he thought that Eternals had to say, and I want James to tell me the main thing that he thought Spider Man had to say. Um, what did Eternals have to say? Eternals was about it's about the 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 nature of humanity, I guess. You know what? It's almost like that 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 a bit like that last scene in Age of Ultron between the Vision and Ultron uh, about humanity or, or uh, you know humans versus robot creatures or whoever like it's that it's that but it's a whole movie of that delving into like wh- what why humanity matters <laughs> why why existence matters what makes what makes our lives uh meet what gives them meaning um i think that's what that movie is i think that's what that's the movie that chloe Zhao is wanting to make that's what she wants to say with all of the and I liked, you know, fucking Druig, and I like the Deviant who gets a brain and all that. I love Amateur. He's so big. He's such a big boy. Um, and it just surprised me. It just wasn't, it, it kind of kept on giving me these nice morsels that I wasn't expecting. And that's fine. That's maybe that's an expectation management thing. But uh, yeah, I just, I just think it's the, I just think it's the most interesting. Plus, plus, it's very enjoyable. I found it's the most interesting super, mainstream superhero film uh, of the year. Um, and Spider Man, I, I, I love Spider Man, but I just think Eternals pips it. It's close, but pips it. I think what Spider Man is saying is that to be a hero requires sacrifice, and that there but is value. The there is value. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you, Reese. I know you didn't. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I think I think it's saying that, that to be a hero is to sacri- to make sacrifices, even tough sacrifices. And crucially, the the best thing that Spider Man is saying is that even even your worst enemy deserves compassion, and that the right thing to do for any superhero, for anyone who has more power than the rest of us is to extend compassion and empathy to even the least of us. Even the person who killed his closest and only remaining family member, he ultimately extends the hand of friendship to. And that, I think, is a valuable message that runs throughout that film. And that's why I think it's the the Spider-Man nerd Spider-Man film, because it gets the character in a way that almost no other Spider-Man film has, has managed to. And that is why I love it. So I feel very conflicted here because I prefer Eternals, but I am remembering in a previous year when we had to put our best new vote, uh, best new film vote to the listeners because we couldn't decide. The listeners made the wrong choice, and we we enshrined, I think, maybe Infinity War or Black Panther. I can't remember, but it should have been it should have been uh, Spider Man into, into the Spider Verse. We corrected it on the on the five year copies. That's fine. <laughs> I think if we put Eternals and Spider Man onto a vote oh God. on Twitter tomorrow, it would be a massacre. Ninety nine one. <laughs> yeah, and I think for that reason, I, I like I have to listen to the way that that film has connected with people. Yeah, for sure. I think it has to be Spider Man, even though I would have Eternals like a, a, a notch above it. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I don't think. I, I, I don't think Eternals ultimately works i don't think it fully coalesces i think there's stuff in there i think that the, the last 10 minutes are a mess <laughs> um but i do think it has really interesting stuff and performances and i kind of think like i, I would like 
I think there's I, I think there's a version of the Eternals that is like a masterpiece, undeniable. but I don't yeah, I yeah. don't think we I don't think we quite got yeah that's it. fair. So that's fair. I think we have to go for No Way Home. <laughs> Works for me. It's great, yeah. great movie. Loved it. Seen it three times. I think we made the right choice on that. Okay, best new film is Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, let's move to one of uh, my favourite categories every year, which is best couple and uh we had um a couple, we, we actually have three clear nominees in this category uh Ooh. two that didn't make quite make the cut we had spider-man and um mj in no way home uh we had bucky and sam's sister in falcon and the wind soldier <laughs> oh come on i couldn't think of a third one and i thought i was like they've, they've, they floated good um so the nominees are uh eddie and venom got two votes yes um Wanda and Vision were nominated were nominated by all three of us, and then Joe and Nikki in uh, the Old Guard, um, who uh, Reese and I both nominated. Um, I worry about the Old Guard because I watched that movie and I can't remember a single frame of it. So Joe and Nikki are the gay couple, uh, James, who are who are in the group, and there's that fantastic speech. Sorry, there's there's a group in that movie. <laughs> A group of two. <laughs> Eternals, weirdly. It's um, <laughs> a very, very old guy. Um, and there's that fantastic speech in in the in the van when they're being kidnapped about the strength of their love. And I, uh, yeah. I, I think both of those two performers, they don't get a massive amount of screen time, but they, if if anything, that relationship is sold the hell out of in that movie. And um, yeah, for, for me, I, I'd like. I think Eddie and Venom. I think um, were a better couple in the first movie uh, sure. than they were in this one. So I, for me, it is Wanda, and I guess it's just in the end, it is just Wanda, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Wanda's the only one left. No, but, but I she, think if but that's not Vision. She created him. That's Vision's dead. Is it all of Vision's memories? Uh, is it? It's, it's not. It's not her. It's not just her remembrance of Vision, right? It is. <laughs> Can't remember how they explained it. But she created. He, she, he she is created autonomous. Him. She yeah. created him, but you know, in, yeah. he's the white dog. In the same way. Uh, in the same way that. <laughs> in the same way that Tony Stark created half the universe, right? She Listen, brought him back ooh, rather than oh. created him. Ooh. Yeah. Listen, I, I, yeah, I think that is lovely in that movie. I would be happy for either of those two to win, and uh, yeah, it feels like we're maybe going to go in the one division direction because James can't remember the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I think if all three of us voted for Vision and Scarlet Witch, that's that's good enough, right? I, I Joe, I think I, I think you're. Eddie and Venom is better in Venom One, whereas Wanda and Vision is the best in this show. Like this is the almost the kind of the 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 the, the culmination storytelling wise of that dynamic in the MCU. So in a way, that's for me that cinches it. That, I think that, it's I think it's such an achievement as well, given that we in the MCU skipped that relationship forming. Yes, really. Yeah. It was like yes. a, cu- a couple of scenes where they kind of glanced at each other and you were like, oh, does that mean something? Because we've read comics. <laughs> um, and then suddenly there are a couple in Infinity War and then he's dead. And, mm. I, you know, it, it basically did have to recreate that relationship whole cloth whilst doing it through the lens of a different sitcom each week. 
Um, yeah. It was uh, it's crazy I, that it works. It's absolute yeah. insanity that it works, and it, and it works really, really well. Has has to be. Has and to. then the one scene that you get of OG Vision and Wanda together is the, you know, what is grief if not love persevering? And that's one mm. of the, you know for all of the character names that I've had to look up doing this podcast this week. I don't have to look up that quote. That quote has really, has mm. really stuck with me. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, that's that scene's fantastic. Those two are fantastic. Like I said, yeah. I think it really lands the ending. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think Wonder and Vision would be very worthy Easy. winners in this category. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, we happy? <laughs> Unanimous for the oh, first time. I'm ecstatic. Okay, let's go uh, over to... Best director. Now this is going to be a fun one. Oh God, James, could you uh, could you tell me what you wrote when you nominated the? Um, <laughs> and let me say this: when you nominated the only unanimous pick on our ballots, oh, what's this going to be? I wrote Zack Snyder. God help me. <laughs> so our nominations here: we've got Chloe Zhao got one nomination. John Watts, I, I'd never heard of him, got a nomination. <laughs> James Gunn. Uh, Bert and Bertie for their one fantastic episode of Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> Matt Shackman got two nominations for uh, WandaVision. And then Zack Snyder, who, of course, this year directed 300 that we covered. And also the Snyder Cut. Well, okay. Guys, he's undeniable. Okay. He's it, undeniable. Right? I, looked, I looked at every film we had nominated and I just thought... Most of these films could be nominated by anyone, but those Zack Snyder movies... Direct, directed by anyone. They, yeah, cannot, yeah, they couldn't be nominated by anyone because we, <laughs> we don't accept yeah. writings. Yeah, those those Snyder movies are undeniably his, like his creative vision top to bottom. Mm. He has, you know, just imbued them with every belief of his, many of which I think are borderline appalling. But you cannot deny that a Zack Snyder movie is visibly a Zack Snyder movie See, in every way. I do find some of Snyder's outlook and some of the stuff he puts into his movies objectionable. Um, I don't think I do in these two cases. So in in three hundred, mm-hmm. like three hundred almost started <laughs> started well, a war. Well, right, yeah, but is that anything that Zack Snyder added, or is that just his adaptation? Pretty. Pretty faithful adaptation of what was on the page. Yeah, that's fair. And I, and, and you know, I think what Snyder does there um, was was never really replicated. Like, and, and I think three hundred on a, on a from a technical point of view, and um, you know, for what it does with the Miller stuff, is for me much better than Sin City. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And then the Snyder Cut. So, you know, we've got side by side with another dude who, who directed it. Um, mm. I don't love everything in the Snyder Cut, but yeah, undeniably his. I don't think there's too much in that movie which I'm like, oh God, that is like, I hate that. I hate what you're trying to say here. Um, like I do with Batman v Superman. I just think it's mm-hmm. like really portentous up its ass in a way that kind of works. Epic superhero storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's stuff, there is stuff that in it that doesn't work, and I will never watch it again. It's too long, and it's and it's too DCEU. But <laughs> yeah, I, but <laughs> but I do, I do think you know what Snyder through all those trials and tribulations manages to put out there 
is a is a is a unique thing that I think I like works, and it works undeniably because of him and the choices he made. <laughs> yeah, that, like exactly. You you couldn't have explained it better. Like it's wild. It kills me. It kills me to say it, but I have to give him credit. If I I would give him best director spot one and two this year for this mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. for for three hundred and for yeah because like I said America. if you go if you go and look at the other movies most of them are so generic you just go well these movies are not being elevated by their directors they're broadly being elevated by the fact that Kevin Feige is a mm. brilliant producer with an eye for storytelling and uh, the ability to force directors to do what he wants them to do. I do think uh, of the other people we mentioned, like I said, I think Bert and Bertie directed one really good episode of Hawkeye on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other stuff was a bit more generic. I think James Gunn does what he sets out to achieve with the Suicide Squad. Wasn't for me, but um, you know, I think it's I, th- I, I think it's a solid directing job. Uh, I, I still don't know who John Watts is. Um, Chloe Zhao, I think, composes some beautiful images in Eternals. I don't know if it all comes together. I don't know if the action is particularly well directed. Um, and Matt Shackman, I think you know, there's 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 some really good inventive uh, and like good sitcom shooting in One Division, and I I don't know. I I think just as a whole, I don't find uh, or if I'm walking away from One Division and going, what was I impressed by? The direction is probably you know fifth or sixth on the list. I think he does a good think- job. But it's just there's other stuff that I'm more impressed by. You are underselling Matt Shackman, I think. You know, when in the in the, one of the previous awards you said that um, One Division was was your number one of of, of new stuff this year, right? Yeah, it is, the yeah. MCU, I forget. I I mean the 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 way that Shack, that the execution of you know that differing sort of time period that the, the differing pastiche each episode and the episodes are you know, like 40 minutes long. And he doesn't have that much time to establish and then, uh, you know, establish living and then pay off the kind of the, the thing he's doing per episode. Uh, plus you have to have the, the dramatic stakes. Plus you have to have the, the ongoing, you know, the kind of the serial pieces. And then it, for it all to build something with all those performances too, I kind of think I to- I'm totally fine with, well, I'm with you. I'm totally, I'm with you guys for Snyder. I think Snyder, I think Snyder is the best director of the two. Um, my only, my only, if I was making my own choices, I, I think he lives in a in a later category. No spoilers, but and so I was just trying to spread the love a bit in my own head. Um, but I think you're under. So I'm happy with Snyder, but I think you're underselling Shackman a bit, given the fact that you you thought WandaVision was so good, maybe better than I thought, and that's and that, and the director is the you know. Um, yeah, has played a pretty big role in that, and it's a tricky. It was a tricky show to execute, surely. Yeah, and yeah, I think you're right. Like when when I when I looked at this list, the the only two names that really jumped out at me were Zack Snyder and Matt Shackman because yeah, that's that's where the inventiveness lies in certainly those first few episodes of WandaVision. And I, I don't know whether this is completely unfair, and it's me kind of you know applying nonsense or turf theory. But I, for me, Snyder, Feige. Snyder, Snyder feels not even Feige, Jack Schaefer on One Division. Oh, okay. And you know, okay. I think she's she, you know, working with like really great performances in One Division as well. Um, 
really great set design and editing and I, I don't know why but in my head I um I attribute a lot more of that yeah, to Zack okay. Snyder with his movies than I do for Matt Shackman there I think we have mm. a better frame of reference for Zack Snyder right we've seen what other Zack Snyder movies look like so we can go this well, is what he's bringing we've seen one what way the or the other, other. Justice, we've seen what the other Justice League yeah. movie looks like that is like. a big component definitely from, yeah. from quote can... unquote one of the good showrunners Joss Whedon right like <laughs> he made that uh and yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess to me that that probably seals this win for him because hey, we had a we had a so you know it's crazy to me even that how much of how much of the footage is shared between the two things, you know it just it, it sort of just shows you what uh, what an author you know what sort of a somebody really steering the ship of of a project even using a lot of the same kind of pieces to their own to their own vision. Uh, how just how important that is it's like that's, a very interesting that's one of the characters like a, in WandaVision yeah yeah for sure <laughs> okay so um, uh, Zack Snyder is our best director um, oh god what a year what a what year, year. Uh, let's well, move on we'll, we'll to get to a, a, a category that um, again I'm in open revolt about uh, we <laughs> Uh, James suggested that we should perhaps merge the two categories of best score and best song into best music. Um, and then proceeded to <laughs> essentially soil his ballot for this category. <laughs> uh, James, would you like to know? Like, would you like to let me know what you nominate? I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm just imagining Amon listening to this episode right now, and I, I can already—he's furiously. He's opening his phone right now. He's, he's <laughs> typing on WhatsApp. James, what's wrong with you? Tell, t- tell Amon who's listening to this podcast right now. What you nominated for best music, which again is a, a, a bastardization of a category in the first place. I just before I say that, I want to cl- make clear <laughs> that the reason the reason I did this is because best song is so pointless as a category. Most movies don't have any song attached to them. We've had some great best song winners over the years. I disagree. Anyway, um, my my nominations for best for best music were uh, Little Sims from Venom. Uh, the Spider-Man Nowhere Home score and this space intentionally left blank. <laughs> okay. Didn't did I not did I not hearken this that choice from James? Yeah. James would pick <laughs> Spider-Man score. Um, I could not remember a single note from that. Did it even have a score? Did it even have okay. a score? Okay. That's so, how I feel about every other film. Right. So here are here are now. Right, so James, you are insane. We didn't have any. Why cross- did, why, Joe? Why did you let him change the? He feels like the least uh, qualified person <laughs> to make changes to the sound base. I was, choices. I you was had very, a chance. You had a chance to make a vote, and you abstained. I was very. I didn't look at my phone for two days. I'm I was. Sorry, I regret it. I was very tired and very lazy at the time, and thought James knows what he's doing. Uh, Reese voted for Shang Chi. Justice League and Suicide Squad, which are they okay? They fine. All right so okay. let me let me tell you what I voted for. Uh, I voted for um, Falcon the Winter Soldier, what? which I think uh, has uh, because I think it has a really great score. I think the the cue where they introduce the theme song for the training yeah. montage at the end of the penultimate episode is really great. I love the remix of Star, Star Spangled Man that they do uh, with like the marching band in episode two. Uh, but that would be my third choice if I was going for best song. If the best song had been a category, <laughs> there was a there was a song called Agatha All Along. 
Yeah. They debuted this well, year. Like eight seconds of music. Well, that's the winner. James. That's the winner. And then, and then uh, by a country mile for me, the best score this year, the best thing about this about this show was Loki. The score for Loki is That's fantastic. a good oh, that was I good. forgot about Loki. That was, I forgot too. I forgot about Loki. Uh, Natalie okay. Holt, Loki. I believe, and it's the music in that show is oh, yeah. winner, really, winner, winner. really winner. super good. And so winner, I, wins, 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 wins. I think if we had two categories here, we would have a best score, Loki, and a best yeah. song, Agatha All Along from... Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I screwed up. You've, I you've convinced me. Yeah. You convinced me. I did a screw up. I'm really, really sorry. I'm sad. and I, I feel I'm doing a cry. I, I, I feel sick. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm on record as having almost no interest in music scores. So you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been allowed by you idiots to combine no, these sure. categories. You made a huge mistake. And I think okay. the listeners will judge you for that. Well, I think well, Joe listen, was we've... a dem- pro-democracy because James was like, we should do this and joe was like no we'll let reese decide and 5248 and all that and i was like i don't look at my phone for two days so therefore these things happen <laughs> and it's a bit of a collapse of democracy i mean a lot of people think and look at trump and worry about 2024 <laughs> democracy collapses this i think is a collapse of democracy. no i this think we fixed it happened. i think we fixed it at the last minute we've okay. said best score best score loki, loki. Yeah. Best, song. best song agatha all along agatha all along yeah yeah, great. Okay, cool. great. Okay, so we've got two winners there. <laughs> Smashed out two categories in one. I hope Amon's happy. I think he'll be happy where we've got to. But James, at some point in the future, you'll be getting that WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we're, we're in the home stretch now, I think. So we are going to go to best screenplay. Uh, we had four things here that received multiple votes and one that received uh, just the one vote. Uh, so Shang-Chi received just the one vote and then we had multiple votes for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, WandaVision, The Old Guard and Black Widow. Um, I really struggled uh, comparing <laughs> TV mm-hmm. to movies here when we had screenplay. And I guess you could have best writing, um, but it's it's this, this for me was the category where I struggled the most comparing, trying to make comparisons between film and television. Because there are, you know, there are, there are vast stretches of one division that I would be like, that's my favorite by a country mile. And then there would be, you know, <laughs> scenes stretches where you're like scenes oh, and oh, stretches West, outside of Westview where I'm like this, this is completely sapping the pace for me now. What, what, where are they going? What, what, where are they traveling to? What, why did they go to this place? Why have we waited three episodes for them to go there? <laughs> um, see, the problem I had was that I was looking for coherence, and I like I didn't see it anywhere. Basically, like there was nowhere, there was no, no screenplay on this list or no writing that that was coherent and clear and inventive like just oh, nothing oh. that came well, close to the likes of for example uh like guardians or avengers like there was nothing uh, on mean, that level old guard i think i think uh fulfills fulfills your categories i, I think, think i've been i think i have been colored by the old guard and this uh, yeah you know maybe Again, I don't know where I'm contradicting myself from five minutes ago with what I was saying about Zack Snyder and 300, but it's it's such a direct adaptation, and it's a it's it's an adaptation of his own work, but it re- it really is 
Like, yeah, there, there are there are some changes, but as adaptations go, the old guard is a pretty, pretty, uh, like, exact replica of the old guard comic from Greg Rucker. And so, so you think that, that, that then diminishes the, 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 the talent of the, of the screenplay, the quality of the screenplay? I don't know. That's yeah, fair. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, it does a bit. I don't okay. know. Because, okay. I, I, like, it... I didn't. I never read the comic, so I no. don't have that frame of reference. I no. just see it as a. I think it's a very. I think it's. I think it's a very elegant. I think it's got uh, some really interesting thematic stuff. Yeah, good themes. It. It's. It's elegant. It's sort of. There's lovely pieces. You know, I remember the scene where we had you know, a debate at, on that podcast about whether the movie uh, literally thought that God existed or not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, What's that? There's the the stuff. I don't even remember that, man. <laughs> I've lost so much of that movie. Oh, James, kind of go think... back and listen to that podcast. It's great. One of my favorites. I I love it. You know, as this, I love Eternals, but I kind of think at times some of the hey, they're super super old. What might we do with this? Veers to veers to kind of the most obvious answer for for, for those questions. Like, uh, whereas I think with the, with the old guard, like the I love you know the bit where um, he gives her what the baklava. And she then she can she can analyze all the different uh, elements from 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 you know w- that's that's gone into the the the, the dish. Just a, that's a lovely bit of you know fine that's from the comic sure yeah. you know I hadn't read it but like that's a, I do think that's a lovely elegant informative I do, bit of writing the screenplay the structures there I think the it's a really aff- really I well think it's a really efficient screenplay as well it does yes, yes. it does have like you say it's not it. It feels like some of the supporting characters don't have a massive amount of screen time. I mean, it is a movie that runs over two hours, but like it just it just feels like it. Mm-hmm. It's really good at telling you things through shorthand rather than rather than. I, I never felt during that movie that I was having lore or backstory spoon no, to no, me. That no, it no. felt like an organic. Yeah, that I was being organically get, like given all of the context I needed over the course of the mm-hmm. movie. I also Can do, I, I also did kind of feel like I was watching the first act of a movie though that that's, that's the other fair, thing about the fair, old guard. Uh, but but I feel like I'm in the screenplay mode in my brain. Let me go. Let me go to bat for for No Way Home as well because no, I kind of think won't allow it. I won't allow it. <laughs> I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. James, mute him. You control the mute. Um, I kind of if, if you're gonna if you're gonna sort of award that screenplay or, or view that screenplay, uh, you know th- how good it, how good it, it is. I love the idea that they are they are given what I would say you know I think all before the movie came out we all thought this is going to be terrible like the rumors and what we think what they think's going to mean it it cannot it, it's not going to work and I think this I think the screenplay is is why it works given no, uh, no, given no. the mission statement it, because it cheats uh, because it cheats I was going to say it the bits the reasons it works are largely from the screenplay yeah but there's also a huge amount of cheating. Like uh, a lot of a lot of what works in No Way Home relies on you not thinking too deeply about what's happening, and as soon yeah, as you but, start picking at and that's picking probably at sold details, by the performance, so right? yeah, we, exactly. Where, yeah, we talk the about the, ring, the, the spin ring. Well, we talk about the magic trick, the movie being a magic trick, but the mm-hmm. magic trick that literally kicks the events off is absurd, um, and. <laughs> Uh, and you know, like the, the fact that it will just, it will just, yeah, routinely do stuff like, yeah, here is the sling ring that doesn't conform to any of the, 
I'm, I, I am sure the stuff I, I, for me anyway. I know I never noticed that stuff when I'm really into a movie. I wasn't really into a movie, so I was like, "What is this bullshit?" Um, right, yeah, but, like for and, me, and and, it, and it's it's stuff as simple as bringing back characters. And just going, they're like this now. I'm like, whoa, 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 they're not like that, though, are they? That's not that. <laughs> that's not electro. You know, we 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 can agree that's not electro, right? We can agree yeah. that that is Andrew Garfield, not his Peter Parker, right? Yeah, but we also agree that we would rather see that than what electro or Andrew Garfield would have been like. So we don't care. But that, like, again, that's that's why I think it's not a great script, is because it relies on stuff like that, and like the you know the stuff where they're going like oh we've brought in everyone who knows peter parker's identity and everyone who died becomes a spider-man and it's like well neither of those things is true i do think you don't don't care when you're watching the film because the rest of it works i do think the aunt may gambit works uh and that and i think that was a really dangerous chess move right i think it was a (laughs) real the aunt may gambit yeah um (laughs) and you tell a joy did it um As magic in the new movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that was a really dangerous. Like, I think that had the potential to be a Martha moment, um, and or, or you know, like an egregious fridging. Uh, I don't think it plays like that. I think it does work as a twist for this character to have his on-screen Uncle Ben moment, and it it makes the second half of the movie work. So I do, I do think that is a that. <coughs> That is a big, a big swing that the movie takes from a storytelling perspective. That's that works, um, but I, I, I think the magic of that movie is performance. I don't think it's screenplay. Okay, well, I mean, if, if even James isn't gonna at bat me with No Way Home, I mean, is, is it Old Guard? Is there any? Does anyone have any? You know, any uh, competitors to that? So my, for me, it's Old Guard then. My first choice was Black <clears throat> Widow because I think that that had a point to it beyond the characters and that it was trying to say and. Yeah mostly succeeded but i think if you two feel strongly about the old guard like the the old guard didn't excite me and so i don't remember much about it you know i can't argue against it because i don't remember enough of it you you also james you didn't you didn't like it (laughs) yeah exactly right that's the thing you know it didn't it didn't grab me i didn't see as much value in it but if if you two feel strongly and i know caroline feels very strongly i i don't care enough to to argue anything else over it so i i think reese made a very good case for the old guard i you know i also think the writing on one division is really great but i think because we've called this best screenplay uh that that i i like i just struggle to compare it against the others so i kind of weird i i feel like i have to rule it out uh, yeah, Black Bl- should have won Best Direction for, for One Division because <laughs> the execution well, of the script well, is, makes it great. Well, okay, so, you were so, like, it's so the like, writer. You were like, the writer's in charge. Okay, well, yeah. So let's should win screenplay. So let's talk about the writer of One Division, Jack Schaefer, who also wrote the story for Black Widow. Um, Eric Pearson wrote the script. Yeah, this um, isn't Best Writer; it's Best Screenplay. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I do really like the. <laughs> The Black Widow screenplay. I think it does have lots of interesting thematic stuff in there. Um, I think the I think it really nails the flashback at the start of the movie. Um, I'm so annoyed in retrospect I didn't troll James with "Smells Like Teen Spirit" as the best song. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Argument. <laughs> I was prepared. I was thinking about it when I was nominating, and I thought, Do you know what? Actually, I actually really like my three nominations. So I'm not going to waste one <laughs> here. But um, uh, yeah, so I. I, I I really like Black Widow as well, but 
I'd be happy with Widow. I think for me it was it's when I think about the Black Widow screenplay, I close my eyes and I think about her at the end, like jumping on floating bits from a from a big sky. <laughs> no, that's actually, not the screenplay. Like, that's no, that's, no, that's, no, that's, no, that's I, the page of the I, screenplay that says insert pre vis action I mean, here. <laughs> I think I, I think what I'm saying is I've I perhaps in this conversation I've I let that. I let my. I really liked Black Widow at the time, and I, I think my one of my main things I liked about it was that it felt like it had things, some things to say. And there's those lo- lovely sequences with the, you know, with the fan family of the four of them in the, yeah. in in the in the house. I, and I, I think all of those characters have a really distinct voice as well. Um, my only, I think, a pushback for me would be that the, the sort of structure, the protagonist antagonist thing, like the, you know, that Black Widow as a character with with her quote unquote arc in the movie it doesn't doesn't hit but then that's that's almost a sort of a wider problem with you doing a prequel and she's dead and all this sort of stuff i think that is a problem with that film it's brought in it's a it's a it has to be with with the screenplay with the story i'm going to interrupt you there reese i'm sure you're about to say something interesting but we need to pick it we need to pick a winner in this oh, okay. what are we going for there uh, we got Zed, uh, black widow the old guard wandavision spider-man if i had oh, to if I had to pick, it would be Black Widow. Uh, so, do I... yeah, we'll, we'll leave it up to Joe, because he, <sighs> he always pushes the decider onto us, so it's uh... your turn. Oh, I think they're both really... I I, I am going to... I think if I had just watched them both fresh, I would have said the old guard. So I'm not, I'm not going to uh, count Greg Rooker adapting his own material against him, and I'm going to say old guard. But I do really yeah. like a lot of the stuff in... Black Widow as well. So, okay, Old Guard is the winner of Best Screenplay. Let's get to the big one. Oh, it's everyone's favourite category. It is the Howard T. Duck Award for <laughs> Best Bad Movie. Um, uh, obviously, the inaugural winner of this award was Howard the Duck. And this is this is for any listeners who haven't listened to the copies before. This is the category where we are... We, we, the film needs to be bad. It needs to be objectively bad. But you kind of have fun watching it. Uh, you, you know, uh, I think The Punisher won this early on. I think the first Venom movie won this category. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it, this, you know, it's a I, I, it's my favorite category. It's a prestigious awards <laughs> win. Um, our, nominee, our nominees this year... Uh, we only had one that received multiple votes, so let's. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll run through all of them because we did. I think there's a lot to de- that we could debate with the others. We've got New Mutants, Kickass Two, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Justice League: The Snyder Cut, from Best Director Zack Snyder, uh, Wonder Woman eighty four, and Catwoman. Um. Can I, I? I think. Can we start by maybe eliminating a few that we either don't think are bad enough or don't think are enjoyable enough? I would like to eliminate Kickass Two, that I think is a hateful movie, and mm. um, yeah, I, I, I would like it not to be here. I, I will never have a good time watching that movie. <laughs> That's fair enough. I would like to take out New Mutants, which I did nominate, but it's too I think good. It's, it's too, too good. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not good. It's not awful. It's not. It's but, not bad enough for the Howard C. Duck Award. Definitely, definitely. You're not. La- you're I, not laughing with it or at it. You're just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I would like to remove Venom too, um, because I think there's there is. I do see the argument that the first movie, uh, the way it was made, and then the, the edit, and and sort of, it's a bit shambolic, and 
Whereas I think with the second film, they knew what made the first one popular and they made, they knew what they were doing. I don't think it's a badly made film. I think it's an, it's a repeat of what ended up being the first film. Uh, and I think, and I think it's, I think it's really fun. I don't think it's badly made. I don't think it's, I just don't agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll take, we'll take Venom, let there be carnage out. Must uh, we, t- hang on, must we? Because I saw that film twice and I was, I was only okay. laughing at it. I can promise you that much. Okay. Nobody... Because, because James is strong. We'll, we'll keep it in there for the moment. Um, I don't think it should win. I want to. I want to explain why I nominated the Snyder Cut. Yeah. So, the Justice League, bad movie. Zack Snyder mm-hmm. Cut, better version of a bad movie. Best bad movie? No, probably not. But I thought it, <laughs> it was worthy of a mention <laughs> in this category. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh, I do. It wasn't I do. Fun enough. I do. I do weirdly think it. it there are aspects of it that uh, there are scenes I can think of that are really Howard C. Duck award worthy. Hmm. I think for for ha- example, uh, Pedro Pascal's whole performance anytime 100%. he's on anytime 100%, he's on screen, yeah. yeah. Um, or like uh, just the the goofy when he absorbs the stone and he becomes like a rock man, you know, in, in, in metaphorically, he becomes the stone. Crazy the, the the goofiness of all of the. Uh, of the the monkey's paw and Chris Pine coming back yeah, and yeah. like it just it it's a bananas film which at times I do have fun with, um but not and, and like and, and and Kristen Wiig's performance like I do I I think it's really close to being Howard T. Duckworth. But, do, but doesn't it and doesn't I, it take I, itself a do, bit too seriously? I do like, think it's a bad film as well. But some yeah. some Howard T. Duck movies do take themselves mm. seriously. Okay. Like The Punisher does take itself seriously. It's not good, but it's really fun to watch. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know that I have fun watching Wonder Woman 1984. I think I just uh, I'm too overwhelmed just by, just the, bored, by the yeah. missed opportunities and lost potential. Yeah, I, I I'm with James. I I it, there was nothing there was very little fun about that movie for me. Okay, can we talk about the winner of this category? <laughs> Uh, yes, please. Catwoman is oh. 100%. Plus, this film was made for the Howard C. Duck Award. So th- this, this, uh, I spent, I was at work today. I spent like 40, way too long, 45 minutes picking all these categories, really trying to think about it. And I'm trying to really give three, uh, three options for each category. Sometimes like really giving that third one. Okay. I get to this award and... And and there's just no other. There's no other. I, I only submitted one movie. There's no other candidates for me. Oh. This is the only <laughs> yeah. option. This is the winner. This is the the sole nomination. The sole candidate because it's because it's awful, but so fun uh, and good, but bad, awful, terrible, great. I loved it. It's awful. I hated it. And it's yeah, good. and uh, like the, the, we talked about uh, Pitoff's action uh, and the and the weird dancing over rooftops and the 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 cg that isn't it, it you know is just weirdly too ambitious Halle berry's performance where you know she's throwing everything at it um i mean i mean i, I, I don't would... i don't wish to i'm going to assume i'm going to assume a loser in a future category <laughs> i have as my best actress Halle berry and some others, but she wins for me. Uh, it won't win the. It won't win this podcast. But like that's how I think that's how good she is in this movie. To me, she's she. The commitment. The commitment level is insane. Yeah. The scene where she. What's the, what, I mean, there are multiple ones, right? But the bit 
you know, with the sort of the, the would you lick, licking her hands or she's talking to the cats or the basketball, uh, the scenes with Francis Conroy. It's like just absolutely mad. And uh, I, I think she's recommended somewhere here. I, I think she's throwing everything at it. And I think if we had a Howard T. Duck Award for Best Actress, it would be Halle Berry. But sure. I don't, I, th- I think I said this on the episode, you know. For all of like, oh, that's a really, I'm really enjoying watching that sausage get made. Oh my God, that sausage does not taste right at all. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what I kind of think about the Patience Phillips performance um, where, yeah, I, I think Halle Berry is, she's captivating, but I don't, I don't think I could ever confidently say good. And I certainly couldn't use the word best in relation to that performance. I kind of think I'm going to make a bold statement. If this podcast had, instead of me running for seven years, happy anniversary, I'll brag, had been running for uh, one year, uh, this was the first year, and we covered Catwoman in this first year. The the Howard T. Duck Award. What were we waiting for? Yeah, it would have been the Catwoman Award. No, it would have been called the Catwoman Award. It would have been the the Patience Phillips Award. (laughs) Yes, the alignment is so is so perfect. Uh, It's just not. There's no. There's no conversation. I I I didn't have as much fun watching you know many things, even the good things this year as I did Catwoman. Yes, (laughs) it's good. It's good. It's fun. It's terrible. It's not good. It's not good. Awful. It's so good. It's terrible. It's fun. It's disgusting. What what a movie. Burn the DVDs. That's where I am on it. That's where I think about it. You know. So I I didn't nominate it, but purely because I just thought. If I ever watched that again in my life, I would have made a serious mistake. No, good. No, you should watch it again. But no, I mean, I'm con- I'm convinced by both of your uh, defences of it. And I think if, 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 we're not even, if we're not even going to consider Venom 2, then fair enough. Catwoman I just housemate tomorrow said, hey, hey, I'm just thinking about throwing on Catwoman song Halle Berry. What do you think? I think I'd be like, yeah, cool. I yeah, feel, and, I, and, and James, I, I feel dirty saying this, but... I think Venom Two is a little bit too competent. <laughs> do you not? Do you not remember that fifteen-second montage where he goes from being a loser to a hero, but nothing changes except that he now has a motorcycle helmet? Yeah, and, and, they, and they know what they're doing. They know. Do they? they, they, they yes, I'm not, I'm not I sure that's true. But James, that that fifteen-second montage at least makes sense in the context <laughs> of that movie, whereas. The moment where the symbiote takes six months to cross the desert in the yeah, first, no, you know, fair. there's 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 none of that in the second movie. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Okay, so Catwoman wins the Howard T. Duck Award for Best Bad Movie this year. Uh, we move on to uh, the, the the big three categories. Uh, we will start with Best Actor. Um, we had three unanimous um, nominees. Mm. Again, I'm using unanimous wrong. We had three nominees who received multiple votes. Uh, actors who received votes but are not nominated. Tom Hardy in Venom 2, uh, Simu Liu in Shang-Chi, and Idris Elba in The Suicide Squad. Um, the nominees are Paul Bettany in One Division. Uh, I think Bettany would have got three nominations, but I put him in supporting rather than lead. I think you mm-hmm. could argue either way. Um, Adam West in Batman 66, and Gerard Butler in 300. This, I think, is a very good lineup. Yeah. I like this lineup. Bettany, West, Butler. I just, I think. It's hard to get away from 
how properly iconic Adam West's performance is. Do you know what? I, when you said it's hard to get, I was like, he could be he could be about to talk about any, any of, them. Yeah. Any of these fair. three. I didn't That's know fair. which way you were going. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Well, let, can we talk about can we talk about Paul Bettany uh, mm-hmm. for a, for a moment? Um, it's easy to forget how insane it is that Paul Bettany is the vision and how good he is at vision. Paul Bettany, you know, some sort of, it's a voice for fun, voice role, 2008, Iron Man. He's, he's fine, fine, whatever. Iron Man 2, he's in it again, sure. Iron Man 3, is he? Oh, no, I guess, uh, Iron Man 3. Yeah, Iron Man 3 happens too, right? Avengers happens, he's in all these, fine. He's Paul Bettany, you know his face, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then he gets cast in Age of Ultron, or Age of Ultron is announced and that's the name of it and people are like, oh, I, I guess they'll probably do vision. Um, and then they do, and, and then the, and then it's the announcement is it's going to be Paul Bettany. Wow, incredible! Right, the voice of, of the whole the, the Jarvis thing, great. That's lovely. That's sort of what a lovely join up. Great. It, it 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 could have been phoned in almost at that point. The kind of the buy in at that point is enough that it doesn't need to be a real performance. And then Paul Bettany shows up in that scene in, in Ultron with Thor's hammer and the look and the costume and the voice and just. A, just properly a proper iconic uh debut you know um and then you know bits and bobs he gets sort of well served not well served in those movies uh and then we get to wandavision and as a reminder the character is has died and and you know that the original vision is is doesn't get resurrected right what we're watching is something else so there's this there's this added complication of who we what even version of this character we're watching and the fact, the fact that Paul Bettany, through all of that, through all of that, and then all the different even versions of him he gives in in Wandavision is so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say um, when I when I it's magic. Think, it's another magic trick. When I think about Bettany in Wandavision, I don't think of it of him as Vision. I think of him doing the physical comedy with um, with the the magic stuff and the stuck uh, the chewing gum that he swallows in episode two. I think of him giving perfect Brian Cranston in the um, oh yeah, he's so good at that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. of him then in full vision garb doing the doing the modern family bits to camera outside the camper van later on, and, and then, even and even then, in fact. And then just doing the greatest hits of Vision right at the end with the ship of Theseus yeah. stuff, and but this the, is and the and the the what is grief fly? Uh, yeah, he, he's he's he he gives a great dramatic and comedic performance. Over I think the even even the like white Vision at the end, where it's this sort of twisted kind of angry version of Vision, it's another unique performance in that in that show. He somehow nailed. Just somehow having, nails, having yeah. thought about it, I can't. I can't see us going anywhere other than Paul Bettany. So I, I thought when we when <clears throat> when I was nominating that Gerard Butler was going to win because it is you know it, we we talked about this at the time. It's a re, it's a really iconic performance. Um, I, I don't I, like it just it seemed to come out of nowhere and. Just one of those perfect, perfect fits, perfect bits of casting. Um, but it doesn't have breath, does it? But it, it's, yeah, but it's, it's pretty yeah, one yes, note. Correct. It is, yeah. it is one note, and I, you know, and I think, I think Jerry Butler's, you know, done a really good job of making a career out of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and and you know, I, I think he is, he's, he is funny when he wants to be, or he's cheeky. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't think it is the the most versatile performance, but hell does he shout well in that film. 
<laughs> yeah, it's 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 a if this category was called like best, uh, you know, best star making performance, it's it's Gerard Butler in Three Hundred. It's sort of his career is that movie and what happens next, and that's and and I think that's I'm always that's always quite not ad, not not admirable, but sort of those performances in films and and almost all stars have that one moment where they go from actor to star are fascinating, really fascinating to think about. But it's best, you know, it's best actor. And Paul Bettany's performance in One Division has just got, so, you know, it's got so many more angles it's got everything, than yeah. Jerry Butler, even though I, I love that performance. So, uh, yeah. yeah. My, my, only, my only qualm is I would, I'm not sure it's a lead performance, but his name's in the title. So I, I, I can't disagree with it too much. Um, and... You know, can we can we also give him credit for the for, for for his work off of the screen this year in service of this performance, praising the cameo <laughs> with the act. So I I, I, I will uh, honestly the 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 piece of trolling that I will never have more respect for. Uh, Paul Bettany had. I've always wanted to work with this actor. Yeah, right? All yeah. our past man, fantastic work. Through Paul Bettany. So he he wins best actor this year. Uh, we move mm-hmm. on to best actress. Uh, we had two um, two actresses receiving multiple votes. We had uh, nominations for Halle Berry, Anya Taylor, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy, Maga Robbie, who James nominated as both best actress <laughs> and best supporting actress. Whilst I think feeling passionate about Neva, um, Charlize Theron, and then Haley Steinfeld got two votes for Hawkeye and Elizabeth Olsen for One Division. God, I think it. It's just so. It's just so interesting. You know. Um, again, I've been negative on one division, and and I've discussed this episode. It it, is, it has picked up for me in doing this, and also I feel like I slagged off the Emmys, giving it all the awards uh, when I, it happened. But it's so interesting because I think, Reese, I think you weren't. You, to... I remember you weren't negative as one division was going on. You were that's super. True, you true. were super yeah. in on it. You were negative yeah. after the finale. Fine. But I, because I, I think in this, I think this cat, we've just given the best actor, best actor. Uh, we've covered so much. We've given it to Paul Bettany, and it makes sense. And I kind of think we, we, Elizabeth Olsen ha- has to win this category too. And, and yeah, I, I it's, think it's fascinating. I, I, think it's, she, uh, I think after all we just yeah. said about Paul Bettany, yeah, she's I, better. I don't think he gives the best performance in the show. Yeah, <laughs> no, she does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was my immediate yeah. choice. There was never yeah. like I, I added Margaret Robbie and Anya Taylor Joy just because I mm. like those performances. But there's never any question God, for think, me that I would God. be arguing for Elizabeth Olsen. Wonder Fish is good. Wonder Fish is actually so good. Oh my God, what's happened? I think to my brain. I was wrong. <laughs> I think Haley Steinfeld <laughs> is charming in Hawkeye, but is kind of like fine. She is she is that show. She is doing she's doing her shtick. She's doing it well. Uh, Charlize Theron, I think, is really good in the old guard, but is kind of giving a lesser version of the Furiosa. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I, I I don't really get it. I, Reese, I know you had the, the the Halle Berry take, but I think we've already covered it. Um, Halle Berry's incredible in that movie. I don't get. I think I, I'll <laughs> take the win for the Howard T. Duck Award. I will take that win for Catwoman. Yeah. That, that, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's it's undeniable the best actress this year is Elizabeth Olsen. You know, do we want to? You know, I, we should. Yeah, we should. Do we we want to talk, talk about, about some of the right? some of the. I mean, yes. again, you know, she she anchors that show from the first moment. I think she 
her performance is what lends so much of the unease to the show. Not just not just what they're doing yeah. with the kind of like trying to trying to creep you out. It's it's her reactions to why is this world not coalescing? Why why yeah, is this not yeah. working? Why are the cracks forming around the edge? And um, you know that that showdown with Tiana Paris uh, when she realizes that she doesn't belong there mm. is. Terrified. The moment she walks out of the thing for the first time and faces down um, the sword agents is is great. All of the stuff with Bethany, you know, the two of them sell that relationship, but mm. ultimately it has to be anchored in Wanda's emotions. And I think that this is a character who we talked about this repeatedly when we were covering WandaVision, but this is a character who previously in the MCU things have happened to very often <laughs> like you if you you go through the events that ha, that you know that that character has experienced just in the you know since age of ultron on it is just like a thing happening to her and then another thing happens. A parade of misery yeah, yeah so it's, it's okay so you you got you get turned into a superhero and then your brother gets killed and then you get and then you accidentally kill a load of people and then your <laughs> then your uh partner gets killed and um you know it's but she never really felt like a really active part in any of that. And I, I think Elizabeth Olsen had a really tough job on her hands to try and bring all of that together in a character at the same time as not really, not really knowing that the world that the character, not really knowing the world that she was in. Um, and I think she's great. I think she's great with everyone on that show as well. She has chemistry with everyone. She said mm-hmm. she, she shares the screen with, yeah. All of the big emotional moments she really, really hits. Um and she feels consistent somehow with the with the with character she's version. played. Yeah. Some yeah. somehow, even though yeah. that character, you know, even though she's gone on such this journey, the voice has changed. It's 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 really it's really it's just it's mad that it works. It's so impressive. It's uh and it's all on her, really. Elizabeth Olsen, best actress, 2021 mm-hmm. cubbies. We move on now to best film. Um, which I think I think is weirdly going to feel like <laughs> underwhelming after all of that. We've got we had nominations for Venom, let there be carnage. Apparently, oh yeah, <laughs> Shang Chi <laughs> and Spidey. Uh, but uh, those only received one vote each. We had multiple <laughs> votes for Eternals, Black Widow, and the Old Guard. Guys, <laughs> can I? Can yeah. I? Can I can I posit something right now? Mm-hmm. Our category is best film, mm-hmm. but the best thing we covered on the podcast this year was One Division. It just was One Division is better than the Old Guard. It's better than Black Widow. It's better than Eternals. Yeah. And yeah, I, and we, you know when we were planning this, best film is our is our top category. You know we've always worked towards it. I don't know. I, I don't even know where we would land on best film. Like I, I think of these. I probably like the old guard best. James, I know you like Spidey best. Reese, mm-hmm. I think you probably like Eternals best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one division more than, but one division more than all of those. Yeah, I like one division more than all of those. Yes, yeah. James. Yeah, same. Ah, should we do it? Should we do it? the best? <laughs> just the best. Let's call it. Let's still keep it best film and best then film, just give it sure. to yeah. We give it to WandaVision because um, <laughs> it's the thing we liked the most this year. Um, yeah. And it's the thing that set our hopes 
irrationally high <laughs> for the rest of the Disney Plus yeah. TV output. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, uh, all, all the films I nominated were eligible in Best New Film, and we already had that argument anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. so WandaVision, yeah, okay. you know, as we as we got towards the end of the podcast, really did take a hold and uh, and start to do a bit of a sweep. Um, Should it be called Best Content, perhaps? Best, uh, <laughs> best, uh, I think best maybe filmed content. <laughs> what if we What if we call it Best Hashtag Content? <laughs> sure. Best the fran- copies of the copies twenty twenty one award for best hashtag content. Goes best <laughs> best IP entry. <laughs> Listen, we like the stuff, even if it's destroying the global economy, <laughs> consuming all yeah, of best, the other uh... this way. We like it. Okay, uh, so we do actually have one final category, which is the Hall of Fame. Uh, now, in previous years, we had kind of been doing like one entry, two entries, three entries, four entries. And I'm going to run through everyone that's in the Hall of Fame. We did things slightly differently last year. Um, so in our Hall of Fame is Nicolas Cage, Hayley Atwell, Sam Raimi, Hugh Jackman, Michael Keaton, Laurie Petty, Stan Lee, Vincent D'Onofrio, Heath Ledger, J.K. Simmons, Marcus and McFeely, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, Wesley Snipes, Chadwick Boseman, and Seb. So those were our previous Hall of Famers. And now, can, can I can I just say that just because I had to work this out in my own head today when I was picking my choices, that the context of this the context of this a bit is it's still from the the stuff we've covered in the year. And, ish, uh, it, yeah, it's mm, it, it, no? ish. Yeah, we 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 normally we used to talk about it like, look, are we going to have another chance to put this? Well, that's my point, right? It's like into, into what's the happening in the year, Universal sure. of Fame, and what we covered in the year, and will they will they will they continue to yeah. be covered? And if they if they won't, what who do you want to kind of canonize? So, yeah. So when when we got to uh, Endgame, it felt like okay, Danny Junior and Evans, let's put them in sure. now, 100%. Um and. We got um, what, what we were originally going to do was each pick mm-hmm. one person to go into the Hall of Fame. Four names came up, and <laughs> I think we should what? just I think we should de- debate them one by one okay. and okay. whether they should go into the Hall of Fame. And if we do think they should, we should talk about why. So the first name okay. on the list is Adam West. So Adam West, we obviously covered on the podcast this year for. Um, uh, Batman 66. Um, I think for a lot of people, uh, I, I would definitely count myself among this number. Adam West was one of the first exposures I had to superheroes. Um, I watched a hell of a lot of the Batman TV show. Um, I think Adam West's performance is like it gets it. It's had a lot of you know. It's, a lot of people have made fun of it over the years, but it. It is absolutely cognizant of the show that it is in, and yeah. I it's think it's easy to parody because it's so bold and consistent. Yeah, and he's and he's funny, and mm-hmm. he's debonair and charming, and I, I, you know, I, I I think he was a worthy nominee for best actor this year, uh, but I think where he belongs is the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think the the thing people tend to forget about. Adam West and his performance is that when you're a kid, you don't necessarily realize it's self-aware. And then as you get older, you're like, well, I was nuts. And then unless you revisit it, you don't, you don't understand that he knew it was crazy. Like that was deliberate. 
And they, you know, when you watch that entire film, it it you know it works with what yeah. the what the and entire like you say when when he goes into Bruce Wayne mode and turns on the charm, suddenly it's like he's you know being a, a passable sixties Bruce Wayne. Like yeah. you can you can imagine it being played straight in a different movie. Um, I think it's un- the only the only concession I would make here, right, is that if Adam West goes in, he has to take Burt Ward with him. Oh, that is that is fair. Is there enough space in in the hall? Is there are there the chairs? It's an, it's an infinite hall. Yeah. Okay, sure. Gets is bigger there, every is year. there craft services? Like, are they going <laughs> to be fed? I worry about their. They're older, right? They're worried about their weight. No, they're dead. I was going to say, a lot of them aren't even alive, so... Yeah, well, ghosts still eat... You know, look at Slimer. He eats so much. He really chomps, 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 chomps. Got um, any thoughts, Reese? I... I, <laughs> I, um, I, I the fir- really, the first time I'd watched... Uh, oh, Burt Ward's um, alive. Batman. Sorry, Burt Ward is alive. Hey! Hey! Uh, when, when we watched Batman 66 this year, this was the first time, really, I'd, I'd been exposed to any of those performances. And also I watched it on double speed for, this, for the second half. Uh, <laughs> um, but but I'm, aware, I'm obviously aware of the, the cultural um, footprint. And there's probably, an, there's probably an argument that, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, Batman... Sorry, sorry. We wouldn't have the Batman coming out in a matter of weeks uh, that, that I believe is like five and a half hours long. I believe, <laughs> I believe that's the breaking news. We, you know, Batman wouldn't be quite the cultural, uh, uh, wouldn't have quite the cultural impact, have the, quite the cultural footprint without, without Adam mm-hmm. West. I think there's an argument there without, and I don't just mean without that show. I mean, without him being Batman, uh, and connect. I mean, to it's, it's quite easy to compare when you look at the contemporaries. Like, you know, Dick Tracy isn't as big as as Batman and Superman. It's yes. because Batman yeah. and Superman had movies that reached a bigger audience ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and so for that, you know, without Adam West, we might not have the MCU. We might not have, uh, you know, Venom two. <laughs> um, so much, so uh, more than happy, more than happy. Although I have, although I have no opinion on him. Particularly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so uh, Adam West and Burt Ward uh, snuck in behind him, uh, going into the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> the next nominee for the Hall of Fame is Scarlett Hansen. I would like to say that the Hall of Fame currently is a bit of a sausage fest, and I think okay. we have been. Hayley Atwell, very quick. Laurie Petty, Tilda Swinton, I think are our female We've nominee. been very quick to recognise the achievements of male actors. Can I, can I... I just think this was... Well, I think, to make I a think, counterpoint. I think this is, this, is the, this is the moment for Scarlett Johansson. It's, I don't think it's... After we, the Black Widow movie. Yeah. I don't think we've been keeping her out of the hall. I think, you know, we, we certainly with these active MC, MCU participants, mm-hmm. um, you know, we could, we could be sat here right now having this same conversation about Jeremy Renner. Look, I love my boy Hawkeye, but <laughs> I don't I don't think he's ever going into the Hall of Fame. Uh Scotty Hansen's a no-brainer. She she you know we've we've waited until now because the Black Widow movie's out. She has absolutely bossed that performance. She you know that, that she that that Black Widow solo movie had to happen eventually. They couldn't they couldn't stop her from having it. It would have been a crime. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I think she's. I think she's a really good actress. I think it would be really good to have um, 
our second uh, Asian inductee into the Hall of Fame after Tilda Swanson. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I think um, <laughs> Scotty Hansen's great. I think she's, I, I think her Natasha has, and she has, she has really like developed that character over the, <laughs> over the course of her screen time. Yeah, in the MCU on, a, as well. on a par with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. So. And I, no, and I no. think the other thing that we should mention is Scarlett Hampton's in one of the best movies we ever covered on this podcast, which is Ghost World, mm. uh, which which also should act in her favour. I don't know if she's been in... Uh, I guess Ghost in the Shell technically could be construed as a as an eligible movie for this podcast, but we, we, won't, we won't add it to this list. Um, I... Uh... I think it's going to happen, but I will mount a strong disagreement. And this is not against ScarJo. This is against the the industry. So, so my disagreement would go: I would love it if Scarlett Johansson, who, present in all these films, uh, like RDJ, like like Chris Evans, you know, got in got in for, for, for all this talent and, and good work at this point. But actually, I think that she has been pied off by Feige and these movies broadly she has she's the supporting role her character changes i think quite dramatically film to film regardless of her performance her her consistency her uh, her integrity i think she she has gotten the short straw consistently and 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 you know it almost it concludes with with black widow with the whole Florence Pugh kind of outplays her, you know, what's what's her arc in that film? Uh, and then the post-release argument about all of the rights. So I kind of think, I, I wish, I, I'd love to give her uh, Black Widow a spot on this, but but because of the the toxicity or, uh, or, the, or the patriarchy, basically, I kind of think she doesn't deserve it. Uh, or, or the character, her as Black Widow doesn't deserve it. And that, and that sucks. And I hate that. But I, I think that's I, wild. I, don't, I, I think don't loads agree. of I think loads of people love that character for a reason. I think she 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 I think has, she's she consistently really she's films. consistently one of the best things in all the movies she's in. And let us not forget, she played Silken Floss in the Spirit. <laughs> and I just and wanted to she, I, I, again, like, that, that was not I was not trying to I was not trying to attack her. I was trying to kind of <laughs> I just wish she, she. I wish the character was served better, not not Scardo's performance, but the character was served better. I I, I, I think run. I think the the, 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 the main the main way the MCU did her wrong was not giving her that solo Black Widow movie five years earlier. Yeah, that having been said, I think when it did come around, she does a good job. I don't agree as much as I like Florence Pugh in that movie. I don't agree that Florence Pugh steals the movie away from her. I think uh, Scarlett Johansson still does a really, I, really great I, job. I, 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 so this is, I think, I think Reese is right that the character of Elena gets the arc, but this isn't. We're not trying to put Black Widow in the Hall of Fame. We're trying to put Scarlett Johansson. And I think and that, I, that's I, the I, distinction if, that we and, need to make here. And if anything's going to tip it over the edge, I think I think Ghost World should. Absolutely. Okay, Reese, you're outvoted. Scarlett Johansson's in the Hall of Fame. Um, okay, number three. This is this is I think maybe the most controversial one. <laughs> Does Zack Snyder go in the hole? Yes, has to. He's su- he's got such a stamp on this whole genre that we yeah. we love, we love to hate, we're obsessed with. Um, it, you know, and also, you know, most likely, I can't see any way that he 
unlike ScarJo, you know, you could see being in something in the future. I just don't think he's gonna he's gonna be in any of this again, involved in any of this again. Um, and, and for good or ill, you know, for good or ill, his import is is really really strong. You know, we gave him best director, right? Uh, and that isn't even including some of those other some of some of his other uh, contributions. When I kind when, of think when yeah. the history of superhero films is written. Zack Snyder will have his own chapter. Yeah. He'll be in the index, yes, he'll be. I was going to say, I think so will the director who replaced him on Justice League, uh, but I don't think we're putting him in. (laughs) Oh, the quote-unquote one of the good showrunners. He was was good. He was good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I, I feel conflicted because I do think that... um, I think he's one of the most important figures in the second half of superhero. You know, you know, we talked about like the the eras of superhero cinema. Uh, the first is, you know, I think runs all the way up to Spider Man. Uh, the second runs all the way through to two thousand and eight with the Dark Knight and Iron Man, and then you've had kind of like the MCU era since then. And in that MCU era the one dominant voice outside of the MCU has been Snyder. Mm-hmm. But but with that has been a lot of other voices and those voices haven't always been the most pleasant. Um, and, and, and also I think that I personally think Batman v Superman is one of the worst superhero movies of the last decade. I think Man of Steel has got its merits. Um, I know that was not uh, an opinion that was always shared on the podcast. Although I think Reese, you were always close to me on that. Um, I, 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 also, I also find myself sat. It's not. I also find myself sat here <laughs> wondering what what would Seb say to putting cider in the hole. What do you think Seb would say? <laughs> he would say I was I vomed during my steel. No, no, never. Uh, I think so. For me. Not wanting to speak on Seb's behalf, I can't. I can't know whether he would have agreed. I think he probably would have agreed with us about Zack Snyder being the best director. I think he wouldn't have let him in the Hall of Fame. For I... me, for me, the the thing, if anything's going to keep Zack Snyder out, it would be his irresponsibility in marshalling his fans. Like he, he basically. Mm. Yeah, didn't do a single thing to to stop those people being assholes to everyone. Interesting, and Interesting. I think okay. you know we talked before about how and, and not not just assholes like you know like oh actively abusing act actively abusive particularly to uh, female journalists a lot of the time and mm-hmm. um and just being I I think just roundly being bad winners as well yeah. He, I mean, he, that, I mean, that, having said that, I think that's true of a lot of the like intense, you know, fanboy community online. Yeah, I wouldn't but, say the nerd community. I think there's a difference between the, the, nerd, <laughs> the nerd community and the fanboy community these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think yeah, he he crossed the line from sort of tacitly encouraging to actively encouraging at certain points, even. And I think what I was going to say is part of my defense of Spider-Man: No Way Home was about the the sort of heroism of taking responsibility and doing the hard thing, being generous and compassionate. And he has shown none of those qualities. 
throughout I think, throughout his entire mm. career. Must must mm. be said, everyone that works with him says he is the nicest. Oh, a, guy. Ni- a nice person, and yeah, and, mm. and like a pleasure to work with, and and obviously yeah. clearly very passionate about what he does. But in much the same way, Joss Whedon spoke very nice words and was then a dipshit in public, uh, in person. Yeah, I feel like the opposite is true is true of Snyder. Like he can be nice and kind to everyone, but his effect on the industry has been bad. Yeah, it's not. He it's has not done nothing to check that. For me, it's not. It's not even a personal thing. It's. It's. Yeah. I, I have those movies done more good or ill for the genre. I think I, my 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 argument would probably be ill. I think there's also an argument. And it's just come to me in this conversation that that actually a lot of what puts him in the he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame column, uh, you know, his impact on on the, on this genre. How much of that should be shared with Frank Miller and uh, Alan Moore? Actually, right, yeah. like kind of how much how, how much of Watchmen's influence on the genre uh, is is to do with just the stories adapting oh, and similarly with three hundred, right? Completely forgot about Watchmen while we were having this whole conversation. Oh yes, we can't, oh, yeah. uh, we can't put him in. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, well, like, okay. Well, counterpoint. I, th- I think uh, Watchmen is still is influential and fits into some of this conversation, but it? uh, no, it's not. It's not. Okay, okay, okay. It's the third thing you think about when you think of Watchmen. Maybe not even the third. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I'm ha- all of that plus what we've said about the about his fandom plus the said piece. I, I yeah, I'm kind of okay, even though he was yeah, I'm kind of okay with with no for him. Yeah, you can't you can't tell the story of superhero movies without him. Uh, but we 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 don't need to give him a, a place in the hall just yet. Like well, Listen, okay. every every superhero story needs a villain, <laughs> and that is his role. Okay. I have to say, you're not on the list. Was, you're not coming in. When I was reading, when I was reading the list earlier, like Laurie Petty's in there. I mean, I, yeah, I know, that's the, that's the one. That's the one that we always come that's back to. Weird. I think we we probably jumped the gun slightly <laughs> on that. Anyway, she got in there. Hey, she's we. There, she's out, She's drinking meat. She's at the table. She's having. She's eating. You know. She's eating meat off the bone, off a leg of lamb. Like no, fine. Tank girl's good. Tank girl's good. We all we all love Tank Girl. (laughs) Yeah, and we all loved her in it. It's crazy. Hold of fame. The final name. We discussed this person as a potential inductee back in 2016, and we decided that we couldn't do it because we were going to instead put in the director of the movies that he starred in, of all of the movies that he starred in. And we put in Sam Raimi. And I think at the time we thought, well, that is Sam Raimi and that's Tobey Maguire done with superhero movies. But Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire's back, baby, and we've got, a, we've, got a, we've got a chance to put him in the hall. Um, you know, we, we talked about Andrew Garfield a lot on this episode. I think, uh, you know, he, he his redemption is more pronounced in <laughs> No Way Home. Um, but Toby's the OG. <laughs> yeah, he he's my and and he's still my favorite. He's still my favorite. I love that performance. I grow to appreciate Spider Man three more and more as we go through. And I just I I like I loved his vibe in No Way Home of just turning up and just being like, yeah, like, I, I kind of got it figured out. And you're like, yeah, from watching those three movies, I did. I I kind of yeah, I, I kind of expect that you would kind of have it figured out. <laughs> 
Yeah, not not to be an anticlimax, but this is this is uh, this is a done deal. And actually, when I when I was looking when I, when I got to this choice in the voting and looked at the you know previous Hall of Famers, I kind of I was I was su- really surprised that he wasn't already here. It was because we, uh, so front, we that... front loaded all of his no, movies sure. and sure. um and and yeah and we weren't putting many people in at the time but yeah fine but th- this this feels like uh what a what a wonderful gift we've received to be able to induct to rectify in. the past yeah you know I, I guess Sam you know Sam Raimi getting in uh, ironically actually probably Raimi maybe has a bit a bit more of a run in Marvel stuff, so he he uh, was the probably we probably should put Mark McGuire in before, and Raimi can come next. But it's uh, it's I think it's a gift. I think that performance, um, in some ways, like it, you know, informs what comes with the MCU stuff. Like you know, I wonder whether we have, you know, that that sort of that sincerity of Chris Evans or or, or some of the charm of. Of of of, uh, of 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 some of those MCU heroes, you know that Maguire Maguire informs all of that. Uh, it, he's so important, and and also finally, uh, you know, the fact that we haven't seen a lot of people, a lot of people's reaction to him in this movie was, oh, where the oh my god, it's Tommy Maguire, where the fuck has he been? Yeah, bring him back. Uh, bring there's, him back. There's a there's a preciousness. There's a sort of a they're, they're almost uh, as the years go on. Now there's like a. There's a um, a scarcity to him in in those Spider-Man movies that feels more and more special. Um, and, and let's not uh, forget that him and Kirsten Dunst did a upside downy kiss. Upside down kiss. They, upside down kiss. They won PNG. 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 You know this is important stuff. And they uh, won the best kiss, right? At the MTV Movie Awards. Damn is right, it video does. awards? Something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, not as good as the coffees. Okay, so... <laughs> no, Toby... There's no cruel intentions, was it? There's no cruel intentions. <laughs> Toby Maguire is in the Hall of Fame, and uh, and that wraps things up for the 2021 coffees. Uh, that was fun, you guys. Um, and uh, I guess we'll be we'll be back doing this again next December, January, a little bit late this year, but <laughs> Spider- Spider-Man No Way Home uh, played no end of havoc with our schedule, but we, we got there also, eventually. To be fair, the Oscars fucking changed their date by two months, so you know we we can yeah. we can delay by a few weeks. We're fine. Yeah, <laughs> and and Brees knows I I keep all of I, I I am in the process of building all of my personal kind of year by year movie awards for every category on a uh, on a Google Doc, and um, I I think I've I've made my decisions faster tonight than I did for any of the for hmm. any any single category that I've ever decided on my own spreadsheet. So. Um, <laughs> This was pacey in comparison. Just about who was, just... who was Dawson? Who was Dawson? RDJ, probably right. <laughs> Iron Man, I guess. Was, no, that was such a, such a weak joke to go out on. No, no, we, you know, let's embrace it. Good job. Let's let, let's try and improve it. I guess you know who's who's uh, the other names from the from Dawson's Creek. Who's um, Joey? Who are the other characters? Joey. Who's Joey? Uh, well, probably, probably Shang-Chi. Pacey. Pacey, right? I think Pacey. I missed the Dawson's Creek gag. I didn't real, realize that James was making a joke. <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> so I think uh, we all need to go to bed. Uh, th- th- this has been a lot of fun, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. And we'll be back with uh, some regularly scheduled programming in the next couple of weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>